are live. Um, I'm going to quickly check uh, audio to see how we sound. Sure. Um, so yeah, if you want to go ahead and say something. I'm saying stuff. Stuff, I don't know what type of stuff. But, you know, saying it. Confidence with Gusto. Alright, cool. You sound great. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Hot damn. Alright. Ah, uh, and then someone starts using a hammer. There might be power power tools in the back. I apologize in advance. That's, that's totally fine. Um... Alright, so let me quickly upload thumbnail. This is like the first time that you were here. Um, yeah? Yeah, like so much better. Like it's so funny like looking, and I, I wonder if you've had this kind of like reflection back with like your podcast as well. Is that like, man dude, like our, po our thumbnail sucked when we started. <laughs> absolutely it's a constant game of getting better it yeah. really is like it's just like now it's like okay i like where our thumbnails are at like that's it's like to me it's perfect i'm sorry right now i'm, I'm the pittsburgh fight you, you know a fight like when the bus crashes into you <laughs> yeah it's now become the loudest thing in the world one sec <laughs> one sec it's okay um but yeah like our thumbnail game has improved significantly man it's it's wild and once you get like the the art of the the thumbnail down oh my god it's it's like you know what what clicks what doesn't it just makes for an overall better experience yeah without a doubt um like yeah. like once you once you get it it's like you could do like with with what we do on the trophy room since we talk about so much stuff is we'll literally make like four or five thumbnails and it'll take me in the beginning a while but afterwards it's it's just like second nature yeah yeah for sure it's just yeah. it's just funny like i mean you said you know it's it's constantly getting better it's just funny seeing yeah. like the progression to like where we are now with thumbnails specifically um because yeah you could kind of see that evolution over time of like it being really bad at the start it's still being kind of bad, like, a few months into it, and then just progressively getting a little bit better each time. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, okay. Oh, dude, I'm a, I'm a headshot master, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> All right. Um... I gotta jump over this thing. God, can, you, can you believe that they're making a Gravity Rush movie? That makes no sense, but <laughs> it's 100% a Sony maneuver to do. Like, look, I, I love Gravity Rush, and, like, and I, I was telling the guys this on, on last podcast, that, like, if this thing is not animated, just, like, put put me out the pasture, man. Just put me in a coffin. Like, I, like, I do not need this thing to be live action. No, it, it better not. It, see, the only way I'll believe in it is, uh, oh, shit, I'm about to get hit. <laughs> Fuck you, dude. Where's this guy? Oh shit! I might die. One sec. This this is getting. <laughs> You're good. Oh, that was the last of them. Joel said it, so it had to be true. But yeah, no. If it's not like, 
the only way I'll believe in it is if it's in a Sony animated uh, animation flick. Yeah. But like, other than that, I'm, I'm. Uh, it makes no sense. Uh, as well as like the Days Gone thing makes zero sense as why that is a thing that exists. Because yeah. like, uh, like I, you know, I spoke a little bit about it on the trophy room. It, it's like. Okay, if it's hey, I'm I, we're bringing the, these directors or these writers or whoever have you, um, we're bringing talent in and they're the ones choosing what what they want. They have the free reign. Okay, like that makes more sense. But even then, it'd be like, all right, well, we're not. How about like IP that we may use in the future, uh, or like isn't completely dead to us <laughs> yeah <laughs> right so like gravity rush that's why the gravity rush and uh and and days gone make no sense because like those ip are gone they're done they didn't yeah. sell well they didn't well days gone sold well uh you know uh, gravity rush didn't sell well uh you know the creators are literally doing different things right so it's just like it makes no sense where the ghost of Tsushima film awesome and like everything I'm hearing about it, like that's that's awesome. That's yeah. like such a great idea, guys. That's exactly what I want, right? <laughs> yeah, it's like and, and when they're just like, yeah, we might make this solely Japanese. I'm like, oh my god, yes, right? You know, because I think I think of movies like like Parasite, where where it's like that is solely in Korean, right? Yeah. And it won Oscars, it won Best Picture. So it's like, yeah, this could this could very easily be something big. Yeah. Gravity Rush, he's gone. <laughs> we have the last of a show. Like it's it's gonna run into the same problem. It's like it, this is this is gonna be a Walking Dead thing again, where it's like we already have you know we already have a Last of Us, so why are we doing this again? Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. It it doesn't make any sense. And me personally, like you know, if I was in the 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 room a while ago, uh, like before Days Gone even was a thing, I'd be like. We already have a zombie thing. Like this is, like no, like to me it's it's really uh, no fault to to the game or, or to the devs rather because to me it's just it was it, it confused. I think it, it probably confused some audiences, you know, of like, yeah. Is, yeah. what is this? So I don't know, man. I, I, it just makes no sense. I wonder if like. Or is the zombie genre like still like just really really popular, and that's why they're kind of like doubling down on this? Um, I I don't know. I that's a I mean that's a great I mean that's a great question. It, it, again, like we just saw like I th- I think The Walking Dead's closing, so maybe they see like uh, an opening, but. I, I don't. I, to me, it's like the one that has the best chance is is The Last of Us. Yeah. Um, and if it's anything that's going to prove itself uh, to be the case, I think it is The Last of Us. Like, even, like, HBO putting that... I, I You know, I've been saying this a lot because it really is... it. It's accurate. HBO believes that this show is going to be ginormous. Oh, yeah. Like, this is why, you know, this remake exists. Like, they really think that they have something with this show. That's why you you see it in the end of that. You know, it's the crescendo exactly. before you see Game of Game of Thrones. So, like, it it really is going to be something big yeah. if it hits right. And with the talent there, it's going to hit right. But then, Absolutely. like, with Days Gone, it's like, 
you know, you have this Sony problem, and it's really a Hollywood problem, where it's just like, the fans want Sam Witwer, I want Sam Witwer, he's a fantastic actor, but we're not going to use him because he doesn't have as high of a Twitter presence than, you know, the guy from Outlander or whatever it's called, Highlander, what is it? No, Outlander. Yeah, So, like, that, that breaks my heart, (laughs) you know? Yeah. I see that, and I feel like, like, I guess I can understand, like, where they're coming from, but at the same time, I feel like you're already putting a target on this movie's back just because of that decision. Like, people are already against this thing because you're not going with Sam Witwer, so that's going to be a tough, like, little uphill battle for for that movie to climb out of, I feel like. Um, but yeah. Oops, sorry, I muted myself. So yeah, no, it, it really, and like... The, the battle is over with the fans, which is so important. Um, so, oops, sorry, so much yellow for him. One sec. Yeah, no problem. <clears throat> and yeah, we will we will get started with the podcast here in a second. Um, <laughs> we're just having just having a good conversation about these movies, man, because it is it is definitely it's definitely uh, something, man. Um, the thing is, man, is that like I'm not I'm not even like like opposed to a gravity rush thing happening, but um, again, man, it being animated or live action is what's going to make or break this thing. I feel like. Yeah, absolutely. I love my mother. Yeah. This Hispanic household, I can't get enough of it. All right. <laughs> I, I get it, man. I get it. Yeah. No worries. Yeah, yeah, everybody. Everybody chose right now to be very loud. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, man, some of their movie decisions make no sense. But hey, listen, just because it didn't, you know, work as a game doesn't mean that this can't be some type of, you know, plan for their picture division. So, I don't know. Yeah. Let's hope, man. Let's hope. Um, But yeah, guys, uh... This is the 74th episode of the Dual Shock and Sense podcast. Um, I am your host, Sol. Uh, we we have a, a bit of an odd one today uh, because Macho is uh, he's he's getting married, man. He's getting married. He's a married man now. Um, and Walt is also at Macho's wedding. So yeah, our two co-hosts are out for the day, but the show must go on. So I had to I had to call in for some help. And uh, thankfully, we have uh, Mr. Badbit here, and he answered the call. Uh, how are you doing, man? Uh, Mr. Badbit and the power drill that is behind me, apparently. It's <laughs> like... And here's the thing. I blocked it like with pillows. I blocked it with like towels. Like I tried very to dampen the noise here. I don't know. <laughs> that's I don't the, know, so that's I apologize. The, that's the third co-host, man. That's good. That's good. Uh, yeah, that's the third co-host. There's a power <laughs> drill behind me. So I will be muting my mic a lot <laughs> yeah 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 because yeah because yeah, you know here's the thing with gaming headsets <laughs> they gotta learn i i really think they have to invest in like that rtx technology like my main mic has that but like they need to learn how like hey let's try to get get it so that you know it's only getting the user and not the world around them like it dampens like the the noise around them so you don't hear it as much yeah that's what they need to invest in more than anything in the world honestly but hi how's everybody (laughs) are you using (laughs) uh the pulse headset or what 
No, I am using currently the Steel Series. God, and I hear it in my oh, this pisses me off. I, you know, I tell people I'm like, hey guys, I'm doing something here, and they're like, maybe, maybe you could do this later in the day. You know, like you have a laundry list of things you need to do. Maybe right. just you know respect some boundaries. Um, but no, yeah, it, uh, I'm using the Steel Series Arctis. Blah 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 blah. <laughs> whatever whatever name that one is, I'm right. using it. Yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah it's all good man um so yeah we got a we got a pretty good show also uh why don't you guys or uh, why don't you tell um uh, the people where you're from man oh man you know that's a great idea thank you uh, <laughs> <laughs> so my name is joseph i host the trophy room a playstation podcast made by the players for the players where each and every thursday me and my best friend kyle talk about the latest the greatest in all things playstation uh, and yeah, I mean, we, we, what we're talking about here, we're going to be probably talking about there this week. So make sure you follow us there wherever you get your podcast service of choice, whether that's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, you know the deal, rate us five stars, all that just stuff. But uh, I'm, you know what, listen, I'm in the here and now, man. I'm, I'm doing great. I'm ready to talk to PlayStation with you. So yeah. uh, let's do this thing, man. Man, I, I gotta say, man, you have, you have that down. <laughs> like, that was you know so good. You know what's the, the crazy thing too, dude? Is when I start the show, I yeah. have to look at the notes, or else I will, I'm, I, I can't do it. Right. Like I, I every time I I try to drift away to the intro note, um, I mess up, and I'm like, all right, Kyle, here's the second take. <laughs> <laughs> we we were good for months too. We were really good for months, but uh, I started trying to gain a little confidence, and look where that led me. But thank you. Yeah. Because uh, yeah, you know, it's it's. It's been a couple ep- uh, hundred episodes where, I, where I've been doing it, so I've, I've kind of perfected the craft, you know? Right. It, it's it's got to be, like, the kind of same thing with, like, Greg Miller, how he... I, you would have to think that with him, it's just been sort of repetition over the years, and that's how he just gets it right every single exactly. time. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I remember him talking about how, like, there's this unspoken, like, almost podcast, like, rule of, like you get really good at this at like the 500 hour mark. Like that's when you start really honing in. Right. Is that five hours of talking, you know, out of your ass. <laughs> and after fi- 501, you know, you start just nailing it. Right. Right. But yeah. Yeah. We're, we're, we're still, we're still looking for that over here, man, but we'll, we'll get there. Exactly. Um, you got there. You're already there. Hey, thanks man. Yeah. I appreciate that. Um, yeah. you gotta so... fake it till you make it. That's the goal. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. With everything. Um, so yeah, we got a great show planned for everyone, uh, lots to, to get through. Um, before we get started, I want to remind everyone to go ahead, like, and share out the podcast. We would greatly appreciate that. Uh, the support that we've been getting lately has been really, really cool to see. Um, so yeah, man, uh, we're going to start things off like we usually do, talking about what we've been playing, uh, watching, whatever, reading, uh, this past week. Um, Mr. Babbitt, I know you're going to talk about Last of Us, but let's save that for yes. once we actually get to the discussion, uh, the, like okay. the, the topic. Okay. Um, yeah. But before that, um, what have you been playing other other than Last of Us Part 1? What have you been pl- playing? Uh, I've been playing a little game called Inscription. Oh, man. And uh, <laughs> Yeah, I, I put out on Twitter, and I think it's the best elevator pitch for this game. It's somewhere along the lines of Inscription is Yu-Gi-Oh!, meets, you know, Saw, meets, you're probably playing with Saiyan. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, 
But I want to edit that by going, you're probably playing with Shia LaBeouf. Because this, this is, you're, you're in a cabin, you're locked in there. You cannot leave. You are trapped. There have been others there who are trapped in cards or things in the cabin, and you guys need to escape. And while you're in this cabin, you are forced to play this card game, very similar to like a Yu-Gi-Oh, um, where you are playing with the person that has you in this cabin, and they are fucking with you. They know that they're messing with you, and they... They're just playing mind games with you. Like, they they hold all the cards, literally, and uh, you're forced to play while trying to find out how you got there and, more so, how to get the hell out of there. Gotcha. And so, it is... It is really fantastic. I I always like mess around with card games in terms of like I always mess around with Kyle and the audience going like it's a card game, it's a board game, whatever. I I don't need to play it because it's cards. I'm here to play interactive story. Very much <laughs> talking out of my ass because this is <laughs> you know this is something fantastic. This is something really special that I'm actually really happy PlayStation kind of got the hook up on it. Uh, because y'all really ought to play it. It is fantastic, and it's very roguelite esque. Uh, oh, I didn't you know, know that. Way of yeah, like you're supposed to lose in some certain parts. There's no way to win. So like, it is really trying to tell you this story while playing this this game, and it's it's really impressive. The one thing it does super super well as well is. Um, like how it tells its story. Yeah. Uh, like from from the offset, you don't get to make a new game. It only says continue. And you're mm. like, why is it? Why is it only continue? Like, what is, what is going on here? Like, I literally thought the game was bugged a little bit until Kyle told me he's like, no, there's no new game in here. You only, your only choice is to press continue, which makes you feel like. Has the character that I'm I'm playing as done this before? Which is super interesting. Weird. But yeah, that's that's what I've been playing a lot of. And then aside from that, I've been playing a or I have platted uh, Cult of the Lamb, which is gonna be up there for my game of the year. Uh, it's just it's fantastic. I'm really finding out that like if it's an indie game and it's a, a, a roguelite indie game, chances are I'm gonna fall in love with it. And that's like 100% what's happening with uh, Cult of the Lamb. It is really, really fantastic. Um, it's it's just stellar. It really is. So that that's that's what I've been playing, man. What have you been playing? Um, that sounds great. So so to the inscription point, um, I actually have that downloaded on my PS5 because I've been really looking forward to, to playing it. Um, so yeah, I'm excited. Everything you just said just like kind of reaffirms that like, oh yeah, this is a game that like I can't wait to actually like yeah. kind of get into for sure. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's great. To I hear. don't know if it's an easy platinum. Ooh, but yeah, it's 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 good. Yeah. Unlike unlike Last of Us, which there's a little bit of a controversy. Ooh, shoot! I just got shot at. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll definitely talk about that. Um, yeah. So as for me, um, so actually last uh, last week. I rattled off three games, which was, um, let's see, uh, Rollerdrome, Horizon Forbidden West, and, 
God, I can't remember. There was another game that I finished off, and I can't remember it. Um, How yeah. did you like Roller Drum? Dude, what what I'm playing it right now actually for for the podcast. Nice. But what what a video game! Like yeah. that is. Um, I was telling the guys last week that I, honestly, it might be my game of the year. Um, oh really? Yeah, yeah. I adore Roller Drum. It, it's it's one of those. Um, I think. The perfect way that I could sum it up was it's one of those games I'm going to keep on my dashboard. Um, well, one of the reasons is because it's less than a gig, so that helps. But yeah. also, it's one of those games where I feel like you can just kind of pick up and play, you know, do a quick match because they only last like two or three minutes. And yeah. uh, and then just go and play something else. It's, it's one of those things that... Um, I think really lends itself to just like quickly pick up and play for you know before work or before you have to go to an appointment or something like that. Um, yeah, it's really perfect for for stuff like that. Um, but yeah, man, just just in terms of just like pure fun, I don't think I've had more fun with a game than I have with Roller Drome this year. Um, so, question: how, how have you liked uh, the story so far? Like how it, how it's told to you? Um, I. I actually didn't mind it too much because they're like literally because I, I feel like you get uh what you get or like you get what you put into it right because you could yeah. you could just completely um once you start in it just completely walk to the end of it or you can hang out sure. and and you know investigate you know all these various notes and items and whatever so it's really up to you and I actually found myself like you know taking time to look at you know all the lockers or just all the bulletin boards and stuff like that um and i actually liked reading through like some of the emails and seeing how weird some of these people were and stuff like that um and that there was like a whole like sort of like uh uh rebellion or revolution happening in the background of all this stuff too um so yeah it's not like you know the most like game or world shattering narrative or anything like that but um you know i thought i thought it was fine yeah no i like that's that's the one thing that i actually kind of applaud roller drum for uh doing oh wait this way ellie's telling a joke it's, it doesn't <laughs> matter how many oh my god yes this is this is one of my this is one of my favorite like parts of the last of us is ellie's jokes love it so much <laughs> you protect her at all costs now the one thing that i don't like with this photo mode is it has to hover around joel like you don't have freedom to go anywhere. Oh, that's weird. Which I'm not a yeah, I'm not a fan of. So like, and I'm trying like to see like filter. It doesn't. It doesn't have. An option. I would just like Ellie. It doesn't have an option to, to switch uh, characters while you're in it. No, no, because like her like the attention to detail is sick. Don't get me wrong, but like the details all on Joel. Right. You know. Yeah. But again, like not to not to talk any any trash. Yeah, it's stellar. God damn it! But yeah, no, I I love. Sorry, <laughs> you were talking. <laughs> no, you're good. Where was I? No. Oh yeah, yeah. No, it's it's how that story is kind of like laid out is like super, super interesting. Yeah, because it's like this dystopian world that you would be surprised is like dystopian. It's really more about like cor- the corporatization of things. It's kind yeah. of like um, what is oh, God. Damn it! I, I I love doing the little elevator pitches. It's like the one Sylvester Stallone movie back in the eighties, where it's like, it's like it's like over the top outrageous. Like it really is something 
Something really special. Roll seven, man. They've they've already made two really stellar indies this year, and Roller Drum being by far my favorite one. How, now, how close are you to the platinum? Are you trying to go for it? Um, I honestly, I was pretty close. I think I only have like a handful of trophies left. So like, I, I actually this is one of the few games that like I actually was kind of like looking for the trophies and hunting them down because that's just how much I, and I don't do that a lot. And that, that was just how much I enjoyed the game. Um, but then there's like, um, you know, some of the challenges in this game specifically, there's, there's, I think I've done pretty much all of the challenge and challenges in most of these levels, but there's one specifically where you have to get, uh, you have to finish the levels in a single combo. And that's just like, that's really tough, especially for like the later levels. So like, you know, those are kind of the things that are keeping me from the platinum. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm okay with that. Yeah. Fair enough. Now, yeah. So you're, you're not a big like trophy hunter, like whatsoever. You don't, it, it really depends on the it. game. Um, okay. yeah, it really depends on the game. Same here. I'm not like, I'm not a, like Kyle's just like, I need, I need trophies. My co-host. And I'm like, <laughs> I could do like, I mean, I like them. We're named the trophy room, but right. it's, it's, you know, it's not a must. Like I have to like a platinum trophy has to mean I really love that game. And I only get easy platinums if the platinum is unobtainable, which yeah. I've only done, I think for, for one or two games, which are escaping me, but like games like Sekiro, I got that platinum. Oof. You know, so if anybody wants to try to come at me where it's just like, oh, Joe, platinums are getting easier, platinums are getting easier. Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's it's not about difficulty. It is about really enjoying, you know, that world and just kind of saying thank you. Yeah. Tr- trophies need to be about the journey, not about the destination. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think you summed yeah. it up well saying that, yeah, it just really depends on the game. Um, yeah, for sure. Um yeah, so that's that's what happened last week. Um, this week, uh, weirdly enough, so I was looking for things to play, and um, I realized that I kind of missed out on the Tomb Raider uh, trilogy. Same. Um, yeah, so I what's funny is that I actually played Shadow of the Tomb Raider uh, when it came to Plus in January last year, I believe. Um, oh, and, really? Yeah. So I actually so I actually started with the last game in the trilogy. Um, That's funny, yeah. Yeah, and I actually didn't really care for Shadow all that much. Um, so You uh, want to hear something crazy? Can I tell you something nice? Yeah, go ahead. Luke Lore, a uh, frenemy of, of the show, he says ve- and wholeheartedly with his whole fucking chest. Sorry if I cuss it and we're not allowed to. No, you're good. He says that the, the, the Tomb Raider reboot trilogy, better than Uncharted. Just let that sink in. <laughs> The, I, I let the power drill in the back echo how annoyed <laughs> I am by that, just by that statement. It's Let, wrong. It's like not to say that Tomb Raider sucks. Right. I think Tomb, Ra- Tomb Raider 2013, the first one in this trilogy, is far better than that game. Yeah. With that said, that game's story and characters is still like it does not touch Uncharted. Like, like. Nah. Let's like let's let's hold our horses here. Like uh, exactly. Let's relax. Right. <laughs> right. Let's let's relax. Um. That yeah. that game has a ton of characters because it's like um, you know uh this this group of people or explorers. How, are just wait. Real talk. How loud is the drill in the mic? Um. 
because it, it's 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 aggravating me. It's it's definitely noticeable, <laughs> but uh, it, it's fine. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Um, so so yeah, what, what I was gonna say was that um, it's basically you have this group of explorers on a plane who crash land on an island. That's sort of the premise of of the story. Um, but it, because of that, you have a ton of characters in this game. Um, but to be honest, aside from from Laura. Oh, Aside from Laura and maybe one other character, the rest of that cast is just so forgettable. Um, yes. Yeah. And, and you it's so could... forget. They're all forgettable. Exactly. Exactly. And, like, and he there says like the set pieces are bad. I'm like, dude, you're up your own. Oh, absolutely, like, absolutely not. Absolutely not. No. Absolutely not. In, in... Again, apologies. My family has chosen to be extremely Puerto Rican today. <laughs> and I'm like, man. guys, we're only half and half. And they're like, no, nope, we're. Full. <laughs> Full blown. It's good. Um, actually, so to that point about the set pieces, this game has way too many instances of Laura sliding down a, a, a hill or something, and with something kind of like rolling behind her. Um, you know, like way too many instances of that. Um, I don't know. I just feel like Uncharted is far more creative in its set pieces. Um, yeah, far more. Yeah. And then again, it's not to say anything bad about like any of them because like they're both good games, but like. Let's let's right. put respect on Uncharted where it belongs. For sure, for sure. Yeah. Now, am I about to put my mattress up against the wall to dampen this goddamn noise? Because <laughs> it's annoying me. Absolutely, I'm about to. Did, did I warn people beforehand? Hey guys, I'm gonna do a show. Maybe let's lessen the noise. Yeah, absolutely, I did. Did M care? Absolutely not. <laughs> gotta gotta love family, man. Gotta love it. Gotta love them, man. Yeah. Saturdays are always the worst because they are. It truly are something else. Yeah. I, I'm going to um, go grab this guy. Watch this. This guy has no idea. But, uh, yeah, so finished off Tomb Raider. I, I really enjoyed it uh, far better than, than Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Um, I don't know if I'll play Rise anytime soon, but, uh, yeah, really, really enjoyed it. See, I hear Rise is the best one. Yeah, That's yeah. what I've been hearing. Like, Rise is the best one in that trilogy. Yeah. Now, I played number one. Like, I played uh, the reboot. And I'll be honest, like it was so forgettable that I really didn't bother beating it. Like I'm at the last level. Yeah. And I'm like, this game should have ended an hour ago. Like we're getting a little bit. Oh god, this guy's got. This guy's about to see me. We're 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 get, we're getting a little bit too far up our own ass. Yeah. And... Yeah, for sure. I I. Yeah, this guy's about to get the business right now. <laughs> um. So yeah, finish off Tomb Raider. Um. I think the big game I've been playing this week, though, has been uh, Destroy All Humans 2 Reprobed. Uh, Alright, so how is that? Because here's the thing, dude. Like, everybody is a goddamn critic. Everybody's like, oh, comedy doesn't age well. Or this was never funny to begin with. Um, how is that? Because uh, I hear people like, oh, people are too sensitive. Or like, people are like, yeah, this is just not... It's not... It's not good anymore. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so, so quick, quick little background. Uh, this game was like my childhood, man. I I have a really soft spot for the the, the Humans games, even the god awful one on the Wii. Um, yeah, I just have a really affinity, uh, big affinity for for these games. Um, it's a great remake, first and foremost. Like it just looks, it, it definitely has an art style to it, but I think overall it just really, really looks pretty damn good 
Um, in terms of you know the the humor and the comedy and and stuff like that, it's definitely a game of its time. Um, so I I kind of respect them for not wanting to to change that, you know, because uh, I feel like so many other studios that would be in this position absolutely would. So I kind of respect them for for you know kind of just sticking to their guns and saying like no like this game we're gonna we're gonna leave it um, like the way that it was intended. Um, I will say the first so the first level is kind of based on like 1960s um, sort of like San Francisco. So like you know hippies are obviously walking about. The KGB is a thing. Uh, it's always about you know going against the man and stuff like that. And so, like, hearing these characters, you know, talking like that, um, you know, like, they're just constantly stoned, um, the voice acting is super strong because of that. Uh, I just think it's really funny, uh, to be honest. It's, it's, it's working for me. Um, especially just, like, you know, because you have, like, levitation, or you can make other people levitate with, you know, your telekinesis and stuff like that, so, like, hearing their reactions, uh, these hippies' reactions when they're getting levitated, or they're seeing other weird things happening to their friends, and they're, they're like, whoa, dude, and stuff like that, like, I don't know, man, it, it works for me. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Even though, yeah, it's definitely a, a product of its time, but yeah, it, it's working for me for sure. Um, it, it's 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 like honestly like GTA, but you're an alien. I think it's probably like, the best way that I can put it. Just with like the arsenal that you have at your disposal, and the sheer just havoc that you can wreak on on you know uh, cities in this game. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's it's a dumb good time, man. Um, okay. yeah. And and how much is it? Uh, forty dollars. Forty dollars. Forty dollars. Okay, yeah. fair enough. Yeah, fair, fair enough. enough. Right price, you think? Uh, absolutely. Uh, just just mm-hmm. thinking about you know, I, I mean, it is it is a, a remake in uh like it's it's a damn good just like visual overall, uh which is funny okay. because like I I played the game not too long ago uh through the whole like PS2 games on PS4, uh yeah kind of thing. Uh, so like the the visual differences are far more pronounced to me, especially since you know I just played it. So it is really cool, kind of like seeing and like the, it's not even like with the cutscenes. Like some of the cutscenes are completely different. Some of the boss fights are even like completely different. Like oh crap! Like I they didn't go this far in the original. So like even that stuff is is like pretty cool to see. Um, so yeah, I I definitely say it's worth it just just for the amount of like dumb fun that I'm having, the amount of times I'm laughing, uh, yeah. Just because there there's the goddamn weapon called the anal probe. I don't know if you know this. Uh, yes. Well, yeah, and <laughs> like that. I got, too, I got far too excited about the anal probe. Yes. Yeah, I've heard, I've heard, I've heard of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you 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 know of his legend. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know of his legend. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it, it's it's just a great dumb you know time. Um, I'm I'm enjoying it. Um, but yeah, man. Uh, I think that pretty much wraps it up for me in terms of games that I've been playing. Sweet. Um, so let I mean the other kind of big game that you've been playing this week, and I guess this can kind of jump into a, a wider discussion, is yeah. uh, the Last of Us Part One. And and surprise, right surprise. Now. Surprise, surprise, it's a Naughty Dog game, so, you know, there's been controversy. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, man. But uh, why, why don't you why don't you tell 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 us about it? Especially because uh, this is something that I intend to pick up, but I haven't gotten it yet. So um, how how is it, man? It is headshot fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> um, honest, honestly, so the one thing I'll have to say, it, you could call this a graphical overhaul, and you kind of be right. Uh, not much of the game itself, other than the improved AI, has changed. Uh, and even then, like, the, these AI are dum-dums. Like, this guy's about to get it. <laughs> Dummy. This guy's also about to get it. Idiot. So, <laughs> I like to talk trash before I dome him. So, like, yeah, like, it, it, it is the same game. And I think it, it, it speaks volumes to how how well this game's aged. Yeah. You know, it's it like this is a PSU game. God damn it! Ooh, still a good headshot. Got guys, real talk. You should. I, I'm even impressed. Um, <laughs> but like, this is a PS3 game. This is, you know, one sec. This guy, you know, my man, my brother in Christ. <laughs> Missed there. Should I died actually? Um, but you know, it. This is a PS3 game. And. While playing it, I was like, "This is, this is why this game was so impactful." Was it back in 2012? Because the level design still holds up, the combat, like the controls, still hold up to this day nine years later. So really, I could see the conversations in the Naughty Dog room going, "Okay, how much do we really need and ought to change about this game?" Yeah. Because a lot of it still holds. And I think a lot of the criticisms that this game get, games like Demon's Souls get to pass on because it passed the quote-unquote decade mark. Right. Um, so, like, you know, Demon's Souls is, is 10, 11 years old. This is nine years old. There's only a real... There's only a two-year gap between these two games. Yeah. And, you know, Demon's Souls, to its detriment follows beat for beat system by system what the original game was you could you could claim it's just a graphical overhaul though it's not true everything's made from the ground up but like i i feel like because it's naughty dog it's graded heavier and i think if this was a blue point joint like if they literally just you know slapped a blue point in front of this game i think it would have been treated a little differently yeah. Um, because Naughty Dog, I don't know why everything they do is under such scrutiny, uh, and I think ever since Last of Us Part Two, it's been that way. Yeah. I think it's unfair. I uh, really do. I think it's unfair because this is such a talented team, and you know, I, I hate the like, the the vitriol that Last of Us Part Two gets because it's also a fantastic game. I agree. Uh, it, it's a game that has to, you know, it's like a new hope. Almost, it's our, you know, our empire strikes back, which is like this thing has to go up against the original, and the original was stellar. Yeah. So you know, just just on that alone, it, it has to do a lot. So I'm not like the type that goes, oh, yeah, you know, Last of Us Part One is obviously the better game. They're both great, and you can honestly see while playing this game, which you know, the, what the last of us part two improves on and what you could obviously see 
I think with Last of Us Part One, where it's a tighter experience. So like you could actually see the faults of one and the improvements of two, vice versa, in each other through this game. Um, but like, you know, the facial animations, uh, you could underplay it all you want. Uh, it is like watching the cutscene in a much different lens. It's not like the original. Like, oh, it's like the first time I watched it. You're just getting moments you missed, not because you didn't notice it nine years ago, but because they genuinely weren't there because the technology wasn't there. So really, yeah. to me, The Last of Us Part 1 is a testament to the tools that they're making uh, for the future of not just... Uh, Naughty Dog games, but of PlayStation games to come. Yeah. So, honestly, the facial animation work, uh, just graphically, this is this is one of the most beautiful games. Like top three, um, it really is. Like Demon Souls, Horizon, and and this game in that in, in that order, just are. And uh, yeah, it, it, listen, does this game need to exist? Or a remake. Does this remake need to exist? No. But am I glad it it does? Absolutely. Uh, it's it's a fantastic game of one of the or fantastic remake of a game that was um, truly one of its greatest in not just this generation but in games period and really has influenced uh, single player games to come. So you know, for me, I'm incredibly glad that this thing exists because it's it is great but yeah. again i don't know if you need to go spend 70 bucks on it um, and, and that's, I, I will i will get that you know argument some somewhere but that's the thing also is that like i i hate people sort of like making that like uh or making that decision for others right when it's totally yes. like it's just up to if it's if it's worth to you like everyone has that decision to make themselves right like i don't think yeah. it's this objective thing where people like i see videos all the time it's like is it worth 70 dollars and it's like it's just it's just up to you man <laughs> you know like it's simple yeah it, it really is it's it's and i'm not here to i'm not here to shill for naughty dog like right. you know yeah. full stop yeah I'm, Oh, well, sure. This guy wants the business. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, so it, actually, you go. touched on something that um, I kind of want to expand upon, which is yeah. this idea of like Naughty Dog, like always, like they're hold, they're held to such like, like real, like big scrutiny. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and I feel like uh, Donkey, uh, I don't know if you watch him, but he had this video mm. on The Last of Us Part Two, and I feel like he described it aptly where when you make really, really good games, people start expecting the impossible out of you. And I think that is, that's just like over time, like Naughty Dog has just kind of been a victim of that specifically. Um, so, and then obviously, you know, with what happened in part two, that definitely plays into uh, you yeah. know, the kind of heat that they're catching for this game as well. Um, so yeah, I, I definitely, I definitely agree with that. That it's just like every time Naughty Dog, it just feels like every time they talk, man, people are there yeah. with like a magnifying glass, <laughs> ready to pick them apart. Um, it, and, it, and it really is just it. It is unfair to them. Yeah. Because to me, like no one gets. I mean, I think other than like three four three, no one gets the <laughs> amount of shit that Naughty Dog gets. Yeah. Uh, and maybe like, and it, it, it not being warranted. Right. I. I think 
so so this is what i will say about i think the reveal of this game was prop didn't do them any favors specifically because when they immediately revealed it at uh summer games fest they started with the pre-rendered cutscenes of the original game and then immediately showed yep. the differences between that and then what part one is doing and i think that was a bad idea because the pre-rendered cutscenes back then like they still look good um and and you know obviously there there's differences between part one and those and those original cutscenes but i think if you were to do straight up like just straight gameplay differences between the remastered version in part one the differences would have been way more substantial so i think they started off on the wrong foot with the marketing yeah um and that's well, why you know what it is and like in truth nothing in the gameplay has changed yeah that, like that's like that's that's the honest truth of it like nothing has oh yeah you just got the business you know <laughs> nothing nothing has changed and it really goes down to like like look at like look at Resident Evil. I think is an also also really good like, uh, I think barometer to like how this game has been ported constantly. Um, like this is the second iteration of this thing, yeah. but again, it's under way more scrutiny than like let's say a Resident Evil Four, which is like that game's out of toaster, or like a Skyrim. See, yeah, we I, give Skyrim. That, yeah. You know, yeah, this, this guy's about to yep get it. <laughs> you know, and like. My guy, my brother in Christ, what are we doing here? <laughs> um, but like, you know, th- th- those get a pass. So it really is just like the gaming community just choosing to be toxic when it wants to because it's bored. And uh, console war, you know, fuckery, really. It just comes down to that. Uh, because, you know, the simple thing is like if this game, if, if people don't want it, they won't buy it. Yeah. And, uh, and I think, uh, seeing everybody's pissed off, uh, you know, my Firefly edition is, is, was, was, was fucked up during transit (laughs) (laughs) or any indication this game sold is selling really well. And and yet again, it's the console war fanboys that are constantly eating the shit, um, because they need, uh, traffic to whatever mediocre YouTube channel that they have. Yeah. It really comes down to that. Like, I, I, I hate to sound like such a defender of it, but it's just like, honestly, just just let the market speak for itself. This game, obviously, people people are digging it if they're buying it, and if they're not, then they're not. It's kind of like similar to, like, the $70 game argument. It's like, well, obviously, guys, you lost this fight because uh, people are still buying these games Yeah. At, at the $70. So, obviously, you know, the metrics we're using... Are aren't uh, you know what is it conducive to what's actually what's actually going on? Which which goes goes into the whole thing of like people on Twitter really think that they are like the majority that they speak for yes. the majority of gamers when they represent such a small small portion of the overall small. community. Which which <laughs> I don't know if you remember and I don't know if I remember the exact quote, but Jim Ryan I I think it was Jim Ryan or it was Herman Holst when they started putting their games on PC. I think I think it was Jim Ryan. He said we do not see like an uh like an adverse reaction from the community or something like that that like deters yeah. them from like making this decision or something like that. Yeah. Like the reaction from the community is not big enough to stop them from doing this. So I think that no. should tell fanboys exactly what they mean to you know, PlayStation. Yeah. yeah. It's like, Hey guys, <laughs> we're, we're, they're all tired of you. Like, like it really, like 
they're, they're all tired of you. Yeah. They're, they're, every single company is tired of the constant bullshit. Oh, yeah. Just wait, Ellie's telling a joke. Yeah. This is important. Which, which again, to that point, and we'll get to the whole Savage uh, Game Studio thing later, but I feel like it's it's also really telling and kind of a little bit sad that, like, I don't know if you've read Herman Holst's letter, but, like, he was, like, directly talking to, like, the PlayStation, like, hardcore kind of guys like us, but, like, also the fanboys when he was saying, like, yeah. hey, guys, like, this doesn't affect, you know, our, uh, yeah. you know, what we're doing, <laughs> you know, uh, uh, at PlayStation, you know, this doesn't mean that we're a mobile-centric company now or anything like that. Like, we're still going to be operating as normally, you know? <laughs> so, yeah, I thought and, things like that are funny. I, and honestly, like... I get I get why he has to say it. Yeah. I, I, I totally do. We have to, as a community, understand that we love... I get it. We're very protective of these games because they're stellar. It's the reason why I'm a, I'm a host of a PlayStation show is because they are my favorite publisher. Yeah. Nine times out of ten, Sony's going to make a game that I'm interested in, that speaks to me, that I prefer over the competition. And I love a good, you know, Sea of Thieves or whatever. Like, so I'm not taking anything away from Microsoft when I say that to me, PlayStation makes my favorite games. And so we, it's easy for us to get protective of it because we don't want it to change because we like it the way it is right now. Um, but the reality is they need to expand or else they're not going to be around. Like, that's just, that, that's just the hard truth. Yeah. You know, it is the whole thing of like, you know, games are getting more expensive to make. That's true. Uh, you know, I've been talking to a lot of people behind the scenes and the number one thing that they say about this generation is it's uh, it's all about the tools, tools, tools that these uh, companies are going to be implementing. And that it's the tools this generation that are really going to show how games are going to truly improve because you're going to see, uh, you know, indie studios make, and you're already kind of seeing it right now, make games that are on the level of a, uh, you know, of a, of a last of us in terms of like graphical fidelity. Yeah. So just head through the back of the bookstore. Yeah, I know. I know where to go. I'm I'm searching game. Don't rush me. So like it's it's those things that you're gonna you're going to to notice. And those with with that technology comes costs. And so PlayStation really has to find ways to keep making these games that are constantly in the game of the year conversation, um, while at the same exact time expanding the profit for these for these games because they're getting so expensive so like that means you're gonna have to make a mobile game division that means you're going to have to expand to other places like pc for these games to sell and it's only a matter of time before you do see games come day and date to pc because they're gonna realize games are gonna sell way better when they're day and date on pc so to me this is this is a step in the right direction, although it's kind of right now seemingly like we're we're having to eat our vegetables type of type of thing. Like these aren't excited, exciting, like sexy announcements like, you know, Xbox has been doing, which is like we're going to just buy publishers because we don't have the library. This is PlayStation Go. We we have the library. We just don't have the infrastructure. And that's what you're seeing them do when they're making moves like buying like Savage Game Studios and stuff like that. Right. And and we can kind of move into that. Um, 
so so obviously you know playstation just acquired uh savage game studios which i believe they're established in 2020 or 2021 like they're yeah, fairly 2020, recent yeah. gotcha yeah. um and yeah so like the the interesting t- thing about that to me is sort of like the conversation that people are i guess it is fanboy conversation uh yeah. but from the playstation side this this concern that like playstation is changing and you know that they aren't who they used to be or you know they're no longer interested in single player games and stuff like that and like kind of to like what you're saying is that like playstation's in a growth mode right now man and i think what you're seeing from them is that like like okay like I guess it just means that, like, we we obviously, like, yes, we're still going to be doing the single-player games and stuff like that, but, like, all these moves doesn't mean that you're getting less of one thing. Like, we could still right. have our single-player stuff, but now we're just getting, like, we're getting more than ever, I feel like. Um, you know, yeah. we're getting the mobile stuff, we're getting the VR stuff, we're getting multiplayer games, which is the things that people have been complaining about all last gen that we didn't have. Now they're addressing that issue, but they're also having, you know, the God of Wars, the Horizons, the Spider-Mans on top of that, right? So I view this as like, not we're getting less, but we're getting more. They're just kind of yeah. building on top of what we already have. And I don't know, I think that's nothing but a good thing for us, but also like for their business, right? They're kind of shoring up you know their the spots where they're weakened right um and and that's and and you're seeing them do that without having to go out there and make for right now billion dollar acquisitions Right, right you know um they're trying to make sure that they shore up partnerships with like from software where it's just like hey from we love you. We know yeah. we can't put a ring on you uh because it's it it wouldn't be feasible for them right. but we can make a partnership so that our you will never leave us. <laughs> right. <laughs> or if you do get that one, you know, you get that one uh, opportunity, let's just say, that we have the chance to maybe actually put a ring on it. So, you know, when it comes to th- that type of stuff, again, this, these are acquisitions like Jim Ryan has stated openly. This generation, you're going to see the most out of PlayStation have yeah and part of me worries i'm 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 gonna be frank because look at when playstation was at was doing their most didn't mean that those were quality things right Right, right. it just meant they were doing a lot of those things so you know for me it worries me in in that regard but as as someone who you know taking a look at where the ecosystem is headed they're making all the moves that Microsoft's been doing. They're doing it slower and at a pace that is, is, is yeah, right for a, them. a tad bit slower, but yeah, right for them as they move along. Like mobile is a thing that everybody's trying to get into. Yeah. Um. So why can't it be, you know, someone like, you know, PlayStation to do it their way, you know, Microsoft's trying to do mobile as well with X cloud. So like, these are these are things that both companies are trying to do because they know that the market right now or, or, or in the future is going to be ginormous. You know, the yeah. one thing that I spoke about really briefly this week on the trophy room was look at how many kids have been brought up with touch controls. Right? How many kids have you seen play a Fortnite in a restaurant? I remember uh, I remember like 
before the pandemic, as the kids say, <laughs> seeing kids uh, like at, at restaurants playing Fortnite asking for V bucks. I swear to God, that's not one of those podcasting stories. That's real. Like, <laughs> and a kid get upset. Like, the, that's what they want. And so, like, they are trying to answer to every consumer base where it's just like we know our hardcore fans like these single player games are going to keep giving them to them we know that there is a huge base that play playstation for multiplayer experiences and we're losing call of duty eventually in the future sometime we don't know um and we and we we're, we're we're making sure in the uk we get a definitive date so like bam uh, we, we need to make multiplayer stuff. And we know that mobile is huge and PC is growing. So we need to grow in these aspects because we have this one aspect down, but we need to do a better job at, at securing all of it. Yeah. Because which, they're PlayStation. Which I feel <laughs> and like... They, and they think they can. Yeah. The last thing that you want a company, and this is this is kind of the thing that everyone always complains about, is they don't want, oh, arrogant, arrogant PS3, Sony to, to come back, right? where they're just kind of like uh, kind of sticking to the laurels or just doing the same thing over and over again. And I, I feel like what you're seeing from them is they recognize that they can't just rest on their laurels and do the same thing over and over again, that they need to be able to grow and, and address these areas where they haven't really done, you know, um, you know, well at. So I feel like this is so opposite. People keep bringing up the PS3 era, but I feel like this is so opposite yeah. from that time because if this was PS3 Sony, they would just be like stick their head in the in in the mud and kind of just like ignore, you know, the changing landscape and just keep doing what they're doing. But they're like no, yeah. like obviously we need to grow. We need to address these areas where we aren't the best at, right? Um and like to your point, like mobile, like let's not forget, mobile is like the biggest market in gaming, right? That is where the yeah. most money. That is why, I I would say probably the one of the biggest reasons why Xbox went to get Activision Blizzard is because of King, right? Yeah. Like let's not forget that. Like that's probably like the most important part of that acquisition for them, um, because yeah. also Microsoft isn't you know they're mobile you know they're not that strong in that market as well. No, um, they 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 haven't like let's be real they haven't done great like right. they put they they made a Halo uh, mobile game they made a Gears mobile game and both of them did not do great yeah uh, they tried to do it as well with the Forza game I think it was only PC only I think it's like, Forza Street that, or something yeah that did not do well for them right but they know that they need to do well in these areas and they want to beat PlayStation to it rightfully so they're your competition yeah um so yeah. It's again, so it's it, it, not to get into any fanboy stuff, but like Xbox is trying to get into these areas first so that they can establish a a foothold there to make it so that PlayStation has to do what Microsoft's been trying to do with PlayStation, which is break into these markets. So, you know, again, they're both having different ways they're going about doing things that are not the same but similar. Yeah, if that makes any sense. Yeah, and then and then also like. Another thing that I think we need to think about is that, like, hey, if one of these mobile games takes off, or even if one of these uh, live service games take off, I feel like that can kind of pay for, like, you know, I don't know, like, the next Naughty Dog game or, or something like that, right? Like, that's kind of, like, the best case scenario is that one of these games just makes absolute bank that, yeah, you can essentially fund, I don't know, maybe, like, a, a smaller project by that, you know, alone, right? Um, yeah. 
So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, that, and I think that is the goal, right. right? It's like, it's to expand their profit, expand their team or teams. Um, that is, that is at the end of the day, the goal of this company to do is to make more profit, make more money. And in turn, we hope as, as the market we like to think does is make sure, oh shit, one sec, oh fuck. Oh fuck! I'm gonna have to fight this guy. That that in turn we will be rewarded by better games, better services, the whole lot. So right. to me, you know, seeing this mobile thing, it, it's also like, how many of these are we expected to actually be successful? Right. Like, how many of these do we actually think are going to be hits? I mean, like, same thing I'm with the live service coming... too. Yeah, I'm not coming through the perspective that every single one of these live service games are going to be killer. Like, right. I'm actually in the in the camp that I'm like one or two are going to be hits. Right. Like if they're if they're lucky, but like the whole lot of them, ten, no. Yeah. And we're even seeing like the Savage Game Studio. What are they making right now? They're making a live service mobile game. Yeah. So again, it is. It, now we already know three games, two of which have kind of been announced, which is The Last of Us Multiplayer is a live service game, this mobile game by Savage is a live uh, live service game, and uh, Twisted Metal, which has not been announced yet, but let's be honest, we will be in a few weeks, right. a live service game. And then so, you have yeah. also Helldivers 2, which we assume yep. to be one as well. And that, that has accidentally leaked. Yeah. As well, if I'm not mistaken. So, like, yeah, you got four right there. Uh, I think everybody expects this live service to be chasing Fortnite money. I don't know if it's like that in in, in actuality. Yeah. Yep. And, I mean, yeah, to your point, there's going to be there's going to be some growing pains. I mean, just look at Destruction All-Stars. I mean, I, I actually, I actually, not being funny here, I actually kind of enjoy that game. But, uh yeah. But yeah, I mean that's that's a good example of like they are definitely going to struggle before they hit sort of their Fortnite moment for sure. So um, yeah, I think that's only natural. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. So um, yeah, I mean that's that's the whole. And actually, to to your point about the from software thing, I I do think Sony investing their money in in companies, um, I think is a really smart play um, because it kind of feels like what Tencent is doing where Tencent is kind of like, you know, putting a little bit of their money in this company and this company yep. and that company. And you're kind of seeing Sony do the same thing with, here's a little bit from software. Here's a little bit in Epic games. Right. And, um, yeah, I think it is a, it's, it's a smart idea because it's like, you're not outright, you know, spending the billion billion dollars or whatever to acquire these companies, but you're still kind of getting a little bit out of them, uh, with spending, you know, less money in general. Right. Yeah, and they're getting something as well. So, like, from software, they're probably not in the business of being acquired, but what they are in the business of is expanding their company right. uh, as well, right. right? So, like, they, like the, the reason why they want that Sony Tencent money is because they want, you know, they want to be a publisher worldwide. You know, yeah. they don't, they don't, they already self-publish in Japan, but they want to do it in North America. They want to do that in Europe as well. And that takes a lot of money to do and a lot of investment from partners. So this is Sony's play of saying, hey, from we like you, we can't put a ring on you because you're, you're going to be a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> so how about this? And, and from software probably doesn't want that either. 
Yeah. So how about this? We'll give you X amount of cash. You make us a game or two here or there. We get marketing uh, on your games because let's be honest, Elder Ring Two is going to be a thing. Um, and yeah. you know, we 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 have that type of working relation relationship, and that's probably the relationship that From Software wants, uh, and that From Software needs. So you know, when it comes to all that stuff, uh, it, it it really does only make sense for Sony and Tencent to 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 offer uh, from software those deals or, or deals like that. So, you know, it also allows Sony to know that from software won't go anywhere. Exactly. And I think that's probably the most important thing from Sony is to try to shore up uh, their partners, uh, make their, their relationships more stable because they know people like Microsoft are not done with Activision. Yep. Uh, they, <laughs> they know it's just the beginning. So, yeah. You know, it, it's going to be a very interesting watch. And this is why I think PlayStation interests me the most this generation. Is just on the on the fact that they can't buy all these publishers. Like, they... Like, I'm, I doubt that they're going to buy all the Square Enix, right? Yeah. Like, I think they're going to take things they know they need from Square. But, like, I don't think they're interested in the whole cow. I think they're interested in some of the parts. Uh, you know, I think they're more interested in the thing that I really like and thing I've been calling for is, the, you know, this generation, you're going to see a rise of so many smaller studios. PlayStation wants to invest in those. And yeah. I think that's going to be really important for PlayStation as they grow as well into this generation, which is like XDev is going to be huge. Oh, yeah. is going to be ginormous. And the games that are going to hit and become staples, I bet PlayStation would not mind investing in those companies and have some type of budget in place to say, okay, if this works, I think we could go pick up a you know Firewalk or something like that. Exactly. I, I think... God damn it, the power drill comes back. No! <laughs> no! Stay away. You're doing so well. <laughs> um, but, I mean, to that point, I mean, I think that is exactly why you see them kind of making these partnerships with studios that feel like they are, you know, at their beginning, right before they have even released a game. Um, you know, teams yeah. like a Haven studio or deviation games, or you just pointed out firewalk. Um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Bruce Straley's wildflower or that's no moon are also kind of studios that potentially fit into, uh, this thing that's that Sony is doing that is partnering up with, you know, brand new studios with, you know, known talent right um yeah I, I i i definitely think that's sort of like their play versus going out and purchasing you know um i don't know like a cd project red or studios like that yeah. right which seems to be what microsoft is more in the business of doing yeah and because microsoft needs those games right. to fulfill their quotas to fulfill what they need right. um so like that's why like microsoft's model very aggressive. I I, I want to see, not to see like I have any doubts it's going to pan out, but like I'm excited to see how that pans out for them because it's going to be, it's going to be different. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, uh, who knows if all these games are going to be the, the hits or the gems are as profitable as Xbox wants them to be. It's going to be really interesting because who knows? I like, I, I look at Starfield and I'm not impressed, but like I look at Redfall, I'm like, this looks really cool. So I'm I'm interested to see what they what they have up their sleeve as well. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's it's uh, I think it's definitely shaping up to be a very interesting interesting time. And and 
so to the to this point actually um i brought up this question last week on the podcast and it's interesting that we're talking about you know playstation their studios and various things like that i was telling the guys last week that i am not really expecting this showcase to 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 bring the big guns per se because like you could go down the line of their studios and their teams have either just released a game are about to release a game or it's too early for them to in my opinion have anything to really show um so like where are you at with the showcase um and i don't know do you do you kind of agree with that or disagree with that where where are you with the showcase oh man first off this family today we're, we're on another level um <laughs> <laughs> i love it i fucking hate saturdays here. all right so for where i'm at with the showcase we're gonna see some cool stuff i think we're going to see some ideas of what's around the corner for 2023 and what's realistically around the corner for 2024. So I think I think we're going to see some some big stuff in from studios that we don't expect would be ready to show something, but are ready to show something. If that makes any sense. I, I and agree man, the so. power drill got even worse. What the <laughs> hell? How did how, how I wonder what they're doing in there? I truly do. I wonder. I I really but, hope but that's like, the I, case. I, yeah, I like I think um I think there are going to be some teams where you're like, "Oh, I thought I thought you were I thought you were done." Like, like yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Like yeah. like Gorilla has been working on a second game for a minute now. Yeah. I think you're going to see also Xdev show up in a big way. Again, we know Twisted Metal's coming. When is it coming out? Yeah. So those are the things that I'm I'm interested to see. Also, what is my father drilling? Because it's <laughs> Is it something that I told him not to do, but wait till later? These are the questions that I often have, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. what's he doing over there? I'm actually genuinely interested now more in that because it annoys me. But, you know, that's I, I think the showcase is going to be, to me, the way I, I feel, I think it's going to be better than last year's. I didn't really like last year's that much. I, I agree. I agree. Um, I think it's going to have some... some, some uh, some bops, as the kids say. I think you'll see a little bit more of, like, God of War. You're going to see actual, my goodness gracious, Spider-Man. Um, you know, and maybe even a little bit more of, of Wolverine. But there are a lot of teams working at these individual studios that, like, I have no doubt you're going to see Last of Us factions there. Like, whatever Gorilla's doing. Um, you're going to see those those things come to fruition. So I think the showcase is going to be big. Um, I think it's, and I'm hoping it's what people are hoping for, yeah. uh, something, something big, something grandiose that feels impactful after the news that, you know, did show a little bit of, of PlayStation's ass with the raising of the price of the console right. uh, in every area, but here. So like, yeah, I, I'm, I'm really interested in that. Um, I, but again, I think, I think the showcase is going to impress people because I think they're, they're. I th- I think they got like a couple of games next year that I think like Spider-Man, Last of Us, those are two. I think there's like one or two more that we'll see that are coming out later that year. Right. Um. So yeah, it's gonna be really interesting for sure. Um. So 
And and you know, I think Kojima is probable. There was that picture that he was hanging out with uh, those two marketing guys at SIE, yeah. like I think last week or something like that. Um, so I think that is maybe probable that we probable that we see Death Stranding too, possibly. Um, so, I, th- I I truly think it's probably um, no inside source here, folks. Uh, <laughs> it's it's Metal Gear. I oh, think really? at this point we can yeah we could kind of it's Metal Gear something Metal Gear related. I know there was just a rumor out of like Game Rant or, or somewhere that um it's a remaster of Metal Gear Solid one two three and all that jazz. Yeah. Similar to like the Legacy Edition. Um. But I, I wouldn't be surprised it's that and something else. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, that would be... Yeah. And also, be you're, really gonna cool. probably, like, you're gonna see Silent Hill there as well. Yeah, So true. You're gonna see it. But you're not gonna see it on September 8th, Robert Roberto Serrano uh, <laughs> showed his old ass on Twitter again. <laughs> you, you're not gonna see it then. You're, you're, it, this thing's coming mid mid to late you know, September. Wait, is that um, is that the guy time. who Keely was like, good luck on the next one? <laughs> uh... I think so, if okay. I'm not mistaken. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's fantastic. It's hilarious. Don't get me started on that, that guy. guy. <laughs> yeah. He always said, like, and, like, here's the thing. Some of his rumors are right. Like, some of them have proven to be right. But more often than not, the man says it with such confidence, <laughs> with such gusto, and then it's just wrong yeah yeah and i find it hilarious because like he would be like oh like and like and now what you're seeing him do on 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 twitter as well is like see i told you this game was coming or whatever you know like (laughs) link to a to a to a tweet that's like very like yeah this was a very safe bet to take of course (laughs) right 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 right. uh but yeah i I love dude i love the playstation insiders because you know what it's it's kind of like they never learned robert uh that Maybe maybe stop doing this because, yeah, there are times where like they're gonna say something just to say something, to make you look like a fool, uh, and sometimes they say something that's fact. They're yeah. just messing with you. Yes. Yeah. And and we and it's like, it's like the PlayStation community really goes through like, um, oh man, it, it goes through like hypnosis or something where it's just like. <laughs> It, it, we forget. We yeah. forget we've been lied to by these folks over and over again, okay. and we keep buying into it like fools. Exactly. Like, oh, that, it's that's the no. thing I don't I don't understand because like there's sometimes where I actually go in in his comments, and the amount of people that are in there that are like, oh yeah, I can't wait, or like, uh, oh yeah, you know, like like just totally believing, you know, this yeah. guy specifically. I'm like, how? Like the track record is there. <laughs> <laughs> the track record is is, is such shit, mate. Yeah. Like, you know? Oh yeah. my god! Seriously, Dude. yeah. It's it, it, I don't know, man. It, it's crazy. Um. So yeah. so kind of going back to to the showcase thing. Do you th- this this is the big question now? Do you think we will see Neil's next game or Corey's next game? A tease, a tease, because I, I, um, you know, Kurt, um, Marganow, I think his, his last name is, Yeah. um, Neil obviously as well. And then there's some other Naughty Dog dev that I was looking on his, on his profile, but they all have in their bio, you know, um, Neil obviously has, uh, directing that future game. And then Kurt has something similar in his bio as well. And then the other Naughty Dog 
uh dev that i was looking at he has like hashtag asterisk 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 like nine asterisks right so they obviously have a name for right it's not just project blah 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 like they have a yeah. name for their next game already so i truly hope it's not last of us part three i not I don't because think so. i hate last of us discourse but uh, yeah I, I i don't think so either i so yes i think if it's anyone it's naughty dog um but like a good a good point would be santa monica but santa monica like again they have multiple teams uh, so i part of me thinks it's the it's it's naughty dog the reason why i say that is again multiple teams and they have done it in the past where they're just like, here's the thing that is coming right now, and it is the Last of Us multiplayer thing that comes out next year. And here's the thing that we're working on, and it is like Last of Us Part Two we saw on PSX. So, like, they do have that, um, that pedigree of showing stuff like that. So I wouldn't be surprised if it is Naughty Dog, and we're the ones going... Holy shit, you pulled right. an insomniac. You're doing so much. <laughs> right, right. You know, so... Yeah, maybe. Maybe. I, I hope so. My one worry is that... And I don't know if this, this could be seen as a good thing, to be honest. But Sony seems like they've definitely changed their stance on when they reveal their games. In terms of, like, not yes. revealing things four years out, right? I feel like they don't do that anymore. Like, a lot of their things, I mean, look at the 2020 uh, PS5 reveal showcase. Like, a lot of those games are, are out already, right? Yeah. Um, like, the Ratchets and the Returnals and the Gran Turismo's and the Horizons and the Kanas and all of these things, right, are already out within two years of that showcase. So, like, I feel like they're in this sweet spot. And, and obviously, there's some, you know, um, uh, exceptions to that rule, like games like Pragmata or Final Fantasy 16. Yeah. But I feel like, for the most part, first party-wise... They've kind of gotten better about that. I don't know if Naughty Dog kind of kind of breaks that mold and they just show something way early. I kind of want them to, but yeah, I do wonder if this is kind of a new thing with Sony that they just don't show games that early anymore. Yeah, and I kind of hope they don't, to be honest. Um, yeah. You know, here's the thing about the internet, and I, and I, and I love it so much because it, it, it gives me so much. <laughs> is we'll complain oh playstation shows us stuff too early and then one second guess these yeah see look at that i timed it perfectly uh no wait <laughs> that was a false flag um and then like and then like they'll be like okay so we're not going to show you stuff until like it's two maybe three years out right. and we're like no we hate this <laughs> give, give us your false promises of, of four years plus again right um Again, it's just it's just Sony being a, a, a different standard. But yeah, I think you're right. I think they're done showing things that are three, four years out. Yeah, yeah. It's it's again, it's probably a good thing. But at the same time, I mean, it's exactly what you just said. At the same time, I do kind of want to see what Nine Dog's working on next. Yeah. And and we do. No, go ahead. And and now you you and you definitely will. Uh, again, it's just, Naughty Dog is is. For what we're learning, huge. Oh yeah. So there is a good chance. I, I, I there's, there is a chance at these things. Uh, you know, again, no inside source. Just, just feeling it in my gut. Yeah. Uh, but I think, I think Santa Monica, you're, 
their their big thing is showing you what God of War is, and I I'm really interested to see what Naughty Dog's next game is because I want to I want it to be different. I really do want it to be not like The Last of Us again, again, again. I want them to expand and do something different um, because we've seen them do action, we've seen them do survival horror. You know, I maybe we see them do an RPG. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like right. we're also seeing them do a multiplayer game. Yeah. That we, we that we know is the Last of Us. We just don't know how how much of the Last of Us elements are going to be there in terms of like horror. So you know, I, I want to see them do different things that are that are also narrative focused because that's where my heart is. Right, and and like to that point, like I I absolutely agree that I want to see them do something different as well. Um, but like to that point, I feel like Sony has been really good about letting their studios try different things. I mean, just going back yeah. to, I mean, talk about Sucker Punch, Insomniac, and, and Naughty Dog, right? Like Naughty Dog specifically being able to go from Crash to Jack to Uncharted to The Last of Us. Uh, for Sucker Punch being able to go from Sly to Infamous to Ghost and then Insomniac as well, right? All of their, you know, them being able to do different things almost each console generation, right? So I, I don't, ex- I would hope that doesn't change, but just purely based off of Sony's track record, um, I expect that to continue with, with Naughty Dog for sure. Um, yeah, absolutely. Hope. God um, damn. Here's the thing. A lot of people say Last of Us Part 2 does not respect Last of Us Part 1. You have to be out of your goddamn mind. Because there's a moment that I forgot in Last of Us Part 1 that... T- takes a character somewhere or, 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 or has this ca- character have a love of a thing and um, and a lot of people are like that came out of nowhere like what's this all about and uh, you just see here it's like this off you know this this off comment just during Last of Us Part 1 it's, it's beautiful uh, I love this game sorry yeah. continue franchise even yeah. um, actually really quickly Last of Us Part 1 or Last of Us Part 2 both of them are excellent like, both of them have their own strengths, weaknesses. Um, like, story, Last of Us Part 1, for me, hits so hard. Yeah. But Last of Us Part 2 strives to be a different type of sequel that isn't just about pure fan service. I was actually thinking about this while I was playing the first game. It's not about fan service so much as it is about... It's about doing something very different. Yeah. So, it, it, like, Last of Us Part Two gameplay-wise as well. Oh, level far design. superior. Just far all, superior. Yeah, far superior. Anybody that tells you differently... Ooh, big dumb dumb idiot. I wouldn't, that, I wouldn't that, is, that is why I cannot... Like, the people who say um, that, the, that the gameplay is trash in Last of Us Part Two or they hate it or whatever, I'm like, yeah, you guys are really... lying to yourselves, man. Yeah, it's because... And, and the, the people that are like, ugh, Naughty Dog, like... The writing in Part 2 sucks. Oh, but my favorite character is Abby. It's like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Really? That's your argument? Yeah, yeah. Come on now. Come on now. It's like... It's, that, like, it's ridiculous. It's like the argument where people try to say that Naughty Dog only makes, like, movie games or that, you know, they're not interactive or anything like that at all. And I'm like, guys, like, Last of Us Part 2's gameplay is, like nearly like metal gear solid five level of like just like 
fluidity and sort of freedom and action yep. in terms of the things that you can do. Like the gameplay in part two is sublime, dude. It's so good. Yeah. And and Ellie plays so much differently. She's a lot more fast and agile. Yeah. And then you get to the Abby elements that are let's let's get real. They are the Joel elements. Right. So you're getting like both types of characters that play similarly but not exact. Yeah. It's fantastic. It really is. It's fantastic. I love, love, like, everything about The Last of Us Part Two really does build upon the first one in a great way. Absolutely. It's just people don't like certain elements, and they depicted the story uh, differently than than the author. And I think that's where the, the biggest complaint was. And people that don't that say that, the, like, The Last of Us Part Two didn't sell well need to also shut their dumb mouth. <laughs> Last of Us Part One, those sold 10 million plus units. It's also bundled with the PS4, and right. that's also through what a, a nine-year span. So like, let's relax and like, what didn't sell good versus what sold well. Right. Uh, y'all, y'all need to relax in that statement because it is it, it it is a great game, and I think we're letting narratives from people that are less talented. I'm talking YouTubers, uh, <laughs> dictate what we should be thinking and, and saying and feeling about this game, and not really having us. We're we're not really thinking for ourselves, to be honest. Right. Um. So yeah, that, that's I, that's that's my thoughts on it all. I I agree. I love part two. Um, and and I I just will never forget like the I I love things that just absolutely beat the hell out of me emotionally. Like I love sure. stories, movies, TV, games, whatever that can that can make me feel the way that Last of Us Part Two did. You know, it's a rarity, man. Yeah. Not a lot of things can put you through like the goddamn emotional gauntlet that that game does. And yeah, yeah. And, and and when I hate like like my my good friend Luke would would try to say like Last of Us isn't, isn't fun. It's like like not. It's it's not about like. Fun is definitely a part of it. It's about to. It's supposed to be about entertaining you. Yeah. Are you entertained? And entertainment is a various things of emotion. Like I, I, I hate that um, that Jeff Kanata got a lot of shit for saying. It's like, but he was right. It's like some some movies are Schindler's List. They're not fun, but like they're important and they need to yeah. be there. And it is entertainment. It is it is entertaining you while teaching you while you're learning something. And it is a visceral putting you through the motions um, type of storytelling. That's what Last of Us 2 kind of attempts as well. It's just like, we're not just going to give you a standard sequel to a thing that you've seen already. We're not about doing that. I, I fucking love that so much. Again, Last of Us is a great series because it says, hey, your expectations, fuck them. We're just going to do something that we're, t- we're telling the story that we want to tell you. And I like how it's uncompromising in that aspect. It's not just giving you, again, like, like the moment here that I'll talk about is like, Joel really likes coffee, and in The Last of Us Part Two, if you missed that one part, it's like, wow, did you really like, you know, sell X, Y, and Z for just a a thing of coffee? Right. And it's like, yeah, Joel would because you know, if you experienced it. He mentions it when he's in the Pittsburgh Hotel of how much he misses coffee. So, you know, it's those things that, like, it it treats the characters right and it takes them on the arcs that I feel need to be taken. Yeah. And, like, I, I... That game to me is about sort of, like... 
it, it was really tough in in this the sort of idea of like man like abby i hated abby and and the game sort of made me like it, it i guess it asked Love me like, I, I, yeah and it, it made me kind of like question myself like at what point do i can i like forgive someone you know um can I, I like i won't necessarily like i don't forgive abby for what she did but i can empathize with her and i can understand uh this character through uh because of this journey that i went with her on um and i think that's incredible that a game can make me you know think about like question myself in terms of like can i forgive her um you know all these different questions and really like people just and, say and, and to me it's 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 not even like forgive it's just i understand because yeah yeah I would do the same thing. It's like, like last of us, the original teaches us of what length we would do or go through for love. Right. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes it's not the best. Sometimes love makes us do really bad things. And sometimes it is that, that, that thing of like, sometimes love can be toxic. Uh, it, it can hurt you. And, the end teaches us that (laughs) right um and then two is about hatred and hate and how how if you let something consume you like that um and it's also about consequences because things need to have there needs to be a consequence for certain actions it can't just be all hunky-dory when something of that gravity happens uh, whether you can rationalize it as as Joel can, or whether you can't, consequences are a thing that pushes stories forward. If nothing happened after Joel does what he does at the end of one, uh, how how couldn't it have? Yeah. Right. So like that that's my argument. It is no definitely something had to have go, gone down because it is. It, it, it is a huge event to say the to, to say the least uh, uh, the magnitude the consequences of one it has to it has to trickle over to two something has to connect it that's why it's part two of a story I don't know. that's just me though that's yeah. <laughs> and that's just me and it's funny like man like Neil is is incredible for this um that I don't know if you remember all the way back in 2016 during um PSX 2016, when, uh, you know, the uh, initial reveal for part two happened and uh, Neil eventually had this talk with uh, Ashley and Troy and uh, Andy McNamara from Game Informer. They did like a whole panel at the time at PSX. And Neil actually said, like when he was describing, you know, the differences between part one and part two, he was saying that, yeah, like the first game, if the first game was about love, the first the second game is about hate. Um and then he also said that there will be fans of part one who will not like part two. He said that yeah. all the way back in 2016. And I'm just like, man, dude, like he saw this coming a mile away. That's, I don't know. Like that was so incredible to me. Like looking back on that. Yeah. Because yeah. it's such a risk, dude. And that's what I love. Again, that's, I did like, you know, I, I, I can't, it's, I broke a record, but like, that's what I said on the trophy room this week. It's like, how many sequels are, are, are literally what you think it's going to be? Yeah. You know? Like, it it, it, it shouldn't be that way. Uh, you know, it, oh, so, sorry, there you go. You go. One second, one second. Sorry, you go for it. Rant. <laughs> You're good. Um, I mean, to, to that point, man, like, 
the last thing that I wanted was a repeat of the first game. I didn't want another just straight up Joel and Ellie adventure, even though that would have been great. And there are some moments of that in part two. We've been we we had that already. We we already had our Joel and Ellie adventure in the first game, so I yeah. didn't want that again in part two. So that's why what what you were just saying, why I really respect that they just went completely different in a different sort of direction. Because let's be honest, part one, while it's still really good, it is generally a straightforward story overall. Yeah, and I respect that part two was just like whether it worked for you or not. I respect that part two was at least like let's just do something wild. Let's do something different this time. You know, absolutely. And like the only thing like my my one complaint of uh, of two is it is a bit up its own ass in terms of like um, the pacing. Like yeah, there are parts of that that game that needed to there needed to be an editor in the room going okay we can do without these portions here because it's getting a little it's getting a little bit much so you know for me I think that's 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 really the only part of part two that I preferred from one and I think the the strength of one is not just that it's an original. It's an like it, you know, not an original story, but it is. It, it was so new and fresh that we thought we expected the same type of storytelling from one to transition to two, and that's just not what it was. Yeah. So yeah, I do I do applaud, uh, Neil for for doing something different. But I always hate like the thing that I hate about talking about the Last of Us Part One versus Part Two stuff is, it it always feels like we're giving excuses to either the creator or we're giving just unrational reasons as to why we don't like it. It's just like, you know what? You just don't like it and that's fine. Yeah. And it can't, it can't be that. Unfortunately, it has to be this like us versus them thing. And I, I just, and I hate it so much. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I agree. I'm, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad that uh, I found uh, another part two fan, man. I, I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. glad. We're um, here. We exist, and there's a lot of us. Oh, for it's sure. Just, again, it, Twitter wants to tell us that it sucks. Exactly. And that's just not what it is. It, it, it is in actuality. Yeah, and I'm really excited to see what they do next. Um, so yeah, that is uh, that's that. Um, Mr. Babbitt, tell me, are you an Assassin's yeah. Creed fan? Uh, you know what? I like Odyssey a lot. Okay. I'll be real. Uh, I so... like Odyssey. I like Black Flag. I'm not like the biggest like uh, Assassin's Creed stand, but I respect that series. Does Assassin's Creed Mirage sound interesting to you? Yes, because I like the setting. Yes. Um, I actually really like the setting. So for me, I, I actually, I actually, I'm interested for it strictly because it is from what i understand a return to basics right yep. we're, we're using we're, we're using you know assassin's creed uh what what the hardcore fans think of it's not an rpg it's more of a stealth action yeah um and like baghdad that's a really interesting s setting that i hope they do justice because there's so much history in that region that like to think that we've gone this long without it is is astounding to me, because it really is. It's it's a huge, it's a huge point in our in our in just human history. So I'm 
yeah, I'm I'm actually pretty psyched for this. What about you? Yeah, I I agree. So I used to be a huge huge Assassin's Creed fan. Um, like I <laughs> I bought art uh, art books. I had posters. I had figures. Like I loved like especially like to me the peak is you know obviously the SEO trilogy. Um, yeah. You know, th- those early games I was really really into. Um, I dropped off at Unity because Unity is Unity. <laughs> so, so literally, I have not played an Assassin's Creed game since 2014. Um, I, I'm definitely one of those fans who laments the direction that it took from going from a stealth action to a RPG. Um, I'm definitely one of those ones who agrees with the sort of meme that's going around once Mirage got announced. The the meme has been like, oh, so an assassin in the Assassin's Creed game finally. Alright, so I'm I'm definitely yeah. one of those people. Um so yeah, this this definitely sounds very appealing to me because I think the rumor is um, you know, like you said, they're scaling back the RPG stuff, there's no dialogue trees, there's no you being able to good. choose uh male or female, right? It's just a Yeah, good. This is Bossom's story. Yeah. Right. From from the offset, it just looks like it's gonna be a straight up like stealth action like it was back in the day, so yeah, this this <laughs> it's weird to say that this sounds like my dream Assassin's Creed game, but I mean, really, like it it kind of does. Like, especially with the location, right? The vibes that it has, just by the key art that we saw alone, yeah, has mm-hmm. me very interested for sure. Yeah, I'm super I'm super excited to see them go back to basics because for me, my favorite here here's where we're gonna differ. My favorite Assassin's Creed it is Odyssey. Yes. I love Cassandra. Cassandra can step on my chest. She's a fantastic <laughs> protagonist. Hey, yo. All of it. <laughs> Listen, I'm a, I, I'm a man, all right? Yeah, yeah I got you. I that. have needs. Um, <laughs> so, like, Cassandra, she's dope. I love her. Uh, and I feel like Valhalla was just, sadly, such a even departure for me. Like, the combat did not feel good at all. And, like, at least in... At least, like, for what it felt like in Odyssey, you could have, like, chosen to be a little sneaky or to do, you know, to to, to go on the, like, the the, the attack. But, like, here it was just... I don't know. There was nothing about Valhalla that really spoke to me of, like, this is... This is great, and I, I can't believe how, you know, people genuinely keep playing because <laughs> it's just it's too long. You know, again, I'm a big fan of pacing. Yeah. Man, that game is so up its own ass. It's just it, it, it's astounding. So I do not like Valhalla at all. I liked Odyssey a lot uh, because I. I I, I think what Assassin's Creed really needs is, like, it's okay to have a role-playing element where it's, like, you're really getting to know this character and you're, you're like, putting yourself in their position, but I don't like where they've gone with the RPG elements where it's just, like, it, this feels like you're trying to do Witcher. Let's, yeah. try, to, let's try to do Assassin's Creed instead. How about that? Yeah. You know? That's what I that's what I don't like. So Mirage seems like it's a it's a great return to form, but is that return to form going to be a long a long term thing? I, I unfortunately don't know. Yeah, I kind of doubt it because there's also yeah. that whole Assassin's Creed Infinity thing that's been rumored. Yep, that sounds like it's more in line with their whole RPG kind of big bloated kind of 
initiative with Assassin's Creed or just their games yeah. in general. So this here, feels like your, a here's your uh, combat tree, you're exploring, yeah, all the trees. Right. To upgrade, right. yeah. Right. So yeah, this definitely sounds like a a one-off thing but i mean who knows if this thing does well enough maybe they kind of do like a two studio or like a like a bethesda thing where they alternate between fallout and here's skyrim you know then we go back to fallout and then we go back to skyrim so i just wish they call it something different because you're right you're not an assassin anymore yeah you're a warrior yeah like it's it really like you are just a a warrior nothing 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 really to it yeah for sure it's it's interesting that you said that like you loved Odyssey, but then Valhalla didn't do it for you because I think that's also the kind of journey that Greg Miller had as well, right? That like he adores Odyssey, but then he couldn't connect with Ivor and Valhalla, and he couldn't even yeah. finish Valhalla, right? So yeah, it's interesting how like I feel like for a lot of people, also like the inverse happened where they didn't like Odyssey, but then somehow Valhalla connected with them, right? So mm-hmm. it's weird how those things kind of happen. Yeah, it's weird how that shit works out. Yeah. Um, how, how are you feeling about, um, Ubisoft in general? Do you, do you think this, I mean, obviously the premise sounds really, really interesting, but do you think quality wise that this is going to kind of be up to snuff? I don't know, man. Ubisoft's (laughs) been worrying me. I I think they're sick. I think they have a fever. (laughs) I, I really do think ever since, you know, COVID happened, they have not been able to balance really well. Um, I'm I'm curious to know what the future of Ubisoft is because it can go great. Who knows? Assassin's Creed could do really well, and uh, the Avatar game could be something truly spectacular. But it just seems like a lot of their games just go through development hell, yeah. and that's that's a that's such a bummer to me. So I don't know. I, I truly don't know where Ubisoft is. I bet this Assassin's Creed game will be great. But will it do as good as an Odyssey or a Valhalla in the middle of spring? I don't know. Couldn't tell you. Yeah. I'm I'm very curious to see what they announce in their Ubisoft Forward event or whatever um, coming yeah. up. Because, um, yeah, because I feel like we... There's a, a lot of rumors. There's a lot of things that we know about. But, like, what do we not know about that they have up their sleeve, right? Because there has to be some sort of big surprise. And then also we, we haven't, it feels like we haven't seen Beyond Good and Evil 2 in years, right? So, yeah. Exactly. I'm, I'm curious to see what they have up their sleeve. Um, all right. So I think pretty much the last topic for today is uh, God of War Ragnarok. Um, yeah, man. Yeah. So so obviously uh, Game Informer has had the, the sort of their, their big... Uh, uh, cover issue right is is for the for the next month is God of War Ragnarok so they have a bunch of yep. information on the game. Uh, they're gonna be kind of drip feeding a little bit of gameplay and videos and and interviews and things like that over the course of the month as well. Um, but yeah, man, the sort of the marketing wheel is beginning to turn for for Ragnarok. It, it's it's fun. It almost feels like we're still like I still can't believe it's happening, but like yep. Ragnarok is it's 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 actually coming, man. So. Uh, it, 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 it really is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because, like, like, Sony hasn't talked to us much. And, like, they, like it, it seems like it should be, sadly, touch and go because of how the state of, like, hey, this game is coming and it's delayed. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Right. Um, but, like, it, it, it actually, it's seemingly here. And right. the game looks awesome. Right. So, 
Yeah, no, I'm I'm interested, man. This is first off, everything I've seen looks like an also an improvement from uh from Ragnar. Oh sorry, sorry, from twenty eighteen. Right. Yeah, so Oh my god, you should have just saw the arrow shot I just got. <laughs> you should have just that was something Oh, uh, the bow the bow in those games are, come on man, like un, like unmatched, unrivaled. They are they're the best. And, man. And real talk, the one thing that they should have put t- taken from part two uh, the the bow aiming system, <laughs> please. Oh for yeah. The love of God, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, God, Last of Us Part One, man, this this is still a little rough, you know. <laughs> uh, but like, yeah, no, this is. Uh, that's why I'm like so amazed. I'm like, oh my God, I actually killed someone with the bow. <laughs> this thing used to suck, but now uh, maybe I'm mediocre. Who knows? Yeah, yeah love the bow in Part Two. Um, yeah. so yeah, I mean, so. Honestly, I've kind of been in media blackouts. Like I haven't, I haven't read the interviews or the things that they have on the actual uh, Game Informer uh, issue and the gameplay. I just looked at it at, like at a glance, so I haven't really yeah. watched the entire thing. But how is it? How is it looking, man? Is it? Is it? Uh, is it looking good? Tell me. I'm, 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 I'm like a crack at it. <laughs> like I need to. I need to know. <laughs> well, yeah. No, it's looking. So. The one thing that I like, because I'm kind of like you, I'm like, I'll watch this once, right? then I'm out. But the one phrase that they, they've said, and I totally dig, is they want Kratos to play with his food. Mm. And so it's, it, it, what gets me from that way of thinking is like, oh, we're going to be juggling way more opponents than we have in uh, God of War 2018. I think it was one of the main complaints with uh, 2018 was just like, yeah, no, they're like the, the combo system, like the, the the system itself, is great and all, but man, I miss the juggling aspect, right. you know, of 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 uh, the original. So like, that gets me that type of thinking of like, oh, so what is your, what is the what is the combat really going to look like? And through that one minute, just one minute gameplay, we got an idea, and I'm I'm really interested to see where it goes because. There ain't no way this thing's gonna be bad. Um, I, I I love what they're doing with even like the shields, where it's just like we're giving you different shields. They do different things. Like one's focused on parrying, and I'm like, I'm always gonna choose that one. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, this is great. This is that's what I want. Um, you know that type of stuff. So I'm very interested. Um, also, the, like the the fire and, and ice. Like elemental damage has me excited. I don't know about you though, dude. I, I want to know how the the general gaming public is going to vibe with it because PlayStation has had a slew of 88s. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, I feel like we are again maybe because I'm a, so, a Sony bias here, but like I feel like man, the industry as of late does hold Sony to a different standard than the rest of everyone else. Like, they're like, yeah, we, we expect nothing but the best from you, Sony. So what have you done for me lately is kind of the vibe I, I get a lot. Which is kind of like, I don't like a kind of good spot to be in, right? That like, man, like you've put, like we know you guys put out like nothing but bangers. So we expect uh-huh. nothing but bangers from you. So like, I don't know. It's kind of like a double-edged sword there. But yeah, but to, so to that point, I was listening to um, kind of funnies, uh, their KFGD I think yesterday, uh, it was it was about like the God of War gameplay that came out, and uh, Blessing was kind of talking about how 
he and I think Greg has kind of been beating this drum as well, where they've been saying for the longest time that they think that there is some major like twist that's gonna happen, like sort of like like the Abby kind of thing that happened in part two, where halfway through the game, some major thing happens that completely turns the gameplay on its head, and my sort of thinking is like they're expecting this to be another like revolutionary like industry shattering experience like 2018 was and my yeah. opinion about that is that like i feel like you're setting yourself up for disappointment if you're thinking that that this is going to be that again because they already did that with 2018 right because it's this it's this whole conversation of people being like oh it looks like dlc and blah 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 and i'm like yeah. like <laughs> like like sequels cannot be like the jump from god of war ascension to god of war 2018 again they cannot do uh sort of reboot slash reimagining kind of thing for for each sequel right that's just that's just not feasible right so what what i'm expecting out of this is another uncharted 2 to uncharted 3 batman arkham city to arkham knight right uh a sly 2 to sly 3 um that's sort of like it's going to be more iterative i guess um because uh-huh. it's it's a sequel right this isn't gonna be rebooting the franchise again like 2018 was so like the people who are expecting this to be that i'm i'm just like i feel like you guys are setting yourself up for disappointment um uh so yeah and that's where again like last of us or sorry uh god of war is in this like I feel like it's an unwinnable situation because I feel like some people are expecting that yeah. and they wouldn't want anything less. Or some people do want, I want this to be an iterative thing. Don't do what Last of Us 2 did. Uh, you know, j- just Kratos needs to live. And I'm of the camp, and I'm going to say something very crazy here, <laughs> where, it, first off, we shouldn't expect one studio to follow the footsteps of another studio narratively. I think that's silly. But I also feel like this is called Ragnarok for a reason. Oh, for Gods sure. are going to die. Yeah. And, like, I don't think Kratos walks out of this game alive. I don't think so I don't. either. Uh, I, I think he dies. And I, I, I think it's about the sacrifice, what you would do for, you know, the ones you love. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I But I don't think it's going to be like... The first hour in Kratos is is mollywopped. I think there are clues to to if you paid attention in God of War 2018 of what is going to happen and how it leads there and and what's gonna happen to all the all the gods. Like there are there are two big things at the very end that allude to much bigger implications. Let's just put it that way. Uh, for Atreus and for Kratos. Yeah. And for Odin and everyone. And I feel like because this is a duology, they're able to say, no, this is going to be... I think this is us saying goodbye to Kratos and saying hello to Atreus as the new god of war. Yeah. Um, I I hope we are ready for that. (laughs) Yeah. I'm kind of in the similar thinking. Um, I think the gameplay... the gameplay is going to be more sort of iterative, right? Building off of what came before. That's what the sequels usually are. But I think the big sort of like, like Blessing kept saying that he expects this game to, to blow him away um, in terms of like, you know, gameplay or it just being completely different from 2018. And I think that's not going to happen gameplay wise, but it's the story that's really going to be the thing that, that blows people away. 
Um, and that's 100%. fine. Like, like also like Tim, Tim was saying that like, um, more God, if, if this thing is just more God of War 2018, that's nothing but a good thing. Right. Yeah. Like, and I, to- a bad thing? Right, yeah. I totally agree with this. If this thing is literally just more, you know, God of War 2018, but, but just, you know, just some added, you know, more enemy variety, more weapons, kind of things along those lines. Right. Again, like the jump from like a God of War two to God of War three. Right. If it's something like that that's that's completely a good thing in my mind right yeah absolutely yeah. so uh, again it, it's like what are we expecting from oh shit from sony i don't know but i know what's gonna happen to these guys nothing good uh, bye bye boys <laughs> <laughs> fucked them up yeah. did i fuck all three of them up we're about to find out yeah so yeah i'm i'm really i'm really excited for this um to to the point of of Kratos dying, I'm I mean I'm expecting that too. Um, you know I mean this being Ragnarok, there is going to be tons of carnage. Um, I really I really loved in the the Game Informer sort of uh, the cover for for the magazine the the sort of it's it's a little subtle touch, but like the meteors in the background just like crashing down. Um, yeah. I think it's such a good, like, little tone piece for showing that, like, oh, this is, yeah, this is the end times, man. Like, like you know, Ragnarok, Shit so the entire world, down. yeah, the the entire world is going to be destroyed. So, um, yeah, I really love that touch. Um, yeah. Do you think, uh, what what's more likely in your mind, that we get a God of War-centric state of play or that it shows up in the showcase? Because I don't think we get both. Uh shows up in the showcase i don't know uh i think we're gonna see like so game informer is gonna be doing a lot of their media push for this for this game undoubtedly wait one second this guy wants this guy wants to go let's go let's have fun oh shit fuck me one sec oh god i thought that was a golf club that was surely gonna be a dunzo moment yeah Where's your, where's your friend? Oh, there he is. Oh, fuck, I got shotgun. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I, I think I think we're going to probably see a little bit in the showcase. It has to show what's coming out, and just in case you missed it, um, SEO, all that stuff. So showcase, God of War is there for five minutes. Uh, and then you're going to see little things from... You know, Game Informer over the next few weeks, that's going to lead to God of War in November. I don't know if it gets its own state of play because Sony, I think, maybe learned a lesson with, uh, you know, Horizon. That maybe that's not what we we need to necessarily do. Hmm. Interesting. Um, yeah, I, I feel like the timing of the showcase is going to be like the biggest thing that that's telling of whether or not they do a state of play because like yeah if this thing is coming in middle september like a lot of people think it is then i guess i guess it is plausible that it would show up there first yeah um but then again like since game informer is doing this big blowout of god of war i wonder if sony's thinking is like that's sort of god of war getting its limelight and then we use the showcase for other things or do they double dip having game informer talking about god of war all this month and then you also have a trailer during the showcase in september um yeah i i don't know it's really going to be interesting to see like how they handle this um absolutely 
in general yeah so yeah i don't know man oh it's gonna be good hey, listen we're we're gonna see some stuff that's gonna excite us in this showcase no doubt I, and whatever they have planned for god of war I, again, I don't think it needs to be a state. Of, I don't need to. It, it, I don't think it needs to have a state of play. One sec, as I'm. I probably, I probably wouldn't watch it <laughs> because again, I'm yeah. just, I'm just being media blackout. But yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah. So I guess, I guess, sort of last thing is, uh, yeah. Met, and I, I, I kind of hate asking this question, but I don't know. I guess it's something fun it's that we can fun. do. Um. Metacritic prediction. What what are you expecting from? Do you expect this to be another eighty eight or eighty eight? Eighty eight. We have way too many expectations, and they're all wildly different. It's an eighty eight. It's an eighty eight. Yeah. And uh, you know, uh, Xbox you know fanboys are gonna be like, hey, look at this, this is bad. And then like PlayStation fanboys are gonna be like, look at you, you, you Xbox has no games. You know that type of right. stupid shit. Right. And then, and then also, uh, PlayStation fanboys are probably going to be like, oh, it's not high enough when, like, an 89 is still an incredible goddamn score. Yeah, it's great. And, yeah. a lot, like, so a lot of people, actually, we got this question, I think, on the trophy room. And we, we've answered it kind of twice on, uh, uh, we've, uh, on, uh, on Cast Co-op. Of, first of all, what are you doing, mate? Look at this guy. <laughs> Thought he could run a bomb with a shotgun. He learned the hard way that was not happening. Um, but, like, the reason why games aren't getting as many 90s as they once did, A, 90s are really hard score to hit. Oh, yeah. But, B, there are now so many outlets. There are so many, countless, that are now just sprouting up. Um, and they affect Metacritic, they affect, you know, OpenCritic, and so, like, that's why it's harder to hit 90s, because there are just more people out there, and there's an, one more guy here who's about to get the business. <laughs> he doesn't even know. Pulse, so, there you go. Bam, headshot. God damn. I, here's the thing, I, I think I, I'm really good at this killing stuff, you know? I'm pretty good at it. <laughs> but, uh, um, yeah, that, I, I think it's an 88. Uh, it, it's hard to live up. Like again, it, it, it's the Last of Us Part Two to 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 one situation where it's like so many expectations yeah. to live up to, and truly, we don't know what we want until we have it, and it's not like we wanted it. <laughs> <laughs> so that's kind of where 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 my my head's at. I I have no idea where this thing's gonna so, uh, score. I just hopefully it's it's. It's well, and I have so much faith in Santa Monica. They're just such a fantastic studio, so oh, they're going to crush it, no doubt. Yeah, I'm. I'm no really excited. and also like I'm really curious that like because this isn't being directed by Corey Barlog, so I'm really curious to see like what does an Eric Williams directed God of War look like in comparison to to Corey's, right? Yeah. Um, and I love what Corey said too. It's such a I I, I don't know. Of course. It, you're helping to run a studio. You're gonna say nothing but nice things. But like, right. Corey seems like a very genuine dude. Where he's just like, the truth is, Eric is such a better th- director than me. <laughs> like, <laughs> he, he you know, he's doing things that are stellar. So I'm I'm really I'm excited, man. Because, I, you know, to me, Naughty Dog got me. You know, made me a PlayStation fan. But it really is the other studios like Santa Monica, you know, that cemented me as a PlayStation fan. 
if that right. makes any sense. Yeah. It's like, yeah, like, they're the reason why you come, and these other studios like Sucker Punch and Santa Monica are the reasons why you stay, because they're all absolutely stellar studios. Yeah. All of them. All sure. And, like, I I feel like I, I, tr- I trust... Um, like, I've, I feel like God of War's in good hands with Eric Williams, because he's literally been at the studio since the beginning. Like, he's worked on literally every single God of War, even the PSP titles, which is pretty crazy to think yeah. about. Um, so there's no one that understands... And here's the thing. There's no one that's going to understand Kratos and, and, to that extent, the gameplay of what direction it needs to go to. Than right. Him. Right. And I don't know if you remember... Um, Christopher Judge's tweet when the game, I think it was the game, when the game got announced, or maybe it might have been the second trailer that we got in, in last year. Um, yeah. But like he tweeted after the trailer, um, you know, when it was revealed that Corey wasn't, you know, directing it. Um, Christopher Judge was like, um, originally he, he didn't want to be in, in God of War Ragnarok because when he found out that Corey wasn't directing, um, yeah. he I think he was like, I went to my boss and I said that this was bullshit. Um, but then once he started working with, with, or, or actually he was like, Corey told me like, don't worry about it. Like Corey or, or Eric Williams is, is going to be great, dude. Don't worry about it. And then once yeah. Christopher Judge actually started working with Eric Williams, he's like, oh yeah, Corey was right. Eric Williams is a beast. So like <laughs> just that alone, man. I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm really excited to see this game, man. Um, yeah. Um, I, I am just like you media blackout. Also, in September, I'm going to start playing it again because it is the one of the only games that I've absolutely loved. I think it, I, to me, I think it's a near perfect game. And all the complaints that they're addressing, like they're like, yeah, no, we, we need enemy variety. We need boss variety. Th- those are paramount to, to Ragnarok. I'm like, all right, cool. So my only complaints have been have been addressed. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, dude, I'm, I'm so hyped. It's going to be great. That yeah, that is and the actually... only the only game that has a chance for me to dethrone Elden Ring easily. That's my game of the year. Oh is, yeah, is Ragnarok. Absolutely. How, how did you right how did you like uh, Elden Ring? By the way, it's the goat, man. Uh, in the beginning, I didn't want to. I here's the thing. In my heart of hearts, I didn't want to admit <laughs> that this was my favorite from software game. And I do think there are legitimate gripes. I don't think it's near. Like, it's almost like uh, God of War stuff. It's like, this game is near perfect, but there are some problems with it. Right. Like, the Golden Path is not very, is not explained well enough at all. But I understand that it's kind of the purpose. Oh, shit, I fell down an elevator. forgot about that. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, shit, this portion. Oh, no, this one gives me the heebie-jeebies. Fuck, <laughs> I hate this. All right. I'm going to pause for a sec. Um, but, like... Elden Ring was a game that lingered, and the more it lingered after I beat it, and after I platted it, was, oh yeah, no, this is actually, this is a near perfect game. This is, this is the best from software game. This is them taking all the notes from all the things they've ever done and putting it in a single game, and then nailing an open world in its first attempt. It's crazy. Like, yeah, the whole conversation between Horizon and Elden Ring. I think, I I do think uh, Horizon should have been pushed back a little bit more, uh, because I don't think it, it it helped that game in the conversation, because it did it it, it it highlighted 
that Horizon is just a perfected version of all these games previously, uh, like you know the the fetch quest type of stuff. Yeah. And that Elden Ring is was truly something a master a master stroke a master class of, of level design. What's funny? That's unmatched. What's funny is that, like, if you remember, Elden Ring was actually supposed to come out in January, but then it got delayed yeah. right next to Horizon. So like, that really sucked, man, for for Horizon. Yeah, and it's like, and if you are Horizon, you're just like, son of a bitch, right? <laughs> you know, like everybody's been saying, it's just like, <sighs> yeah, God it's, damn it, yeah. it's kind of like because it's a, it's a great game, but because Elden Ring exists, it really just oh god damn it, you know, I'm I'm at the part where there's a bloater. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. 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 I fucking hate this. I think I think what really helped me with Horizon, um, especially playing it after Elden Ring, um, was just turning off the, the, the mini-map and, like, the... I think there's a GPS also in Horizon, but, like, just turning off, you know, that stuff and just playing with, like, a... Uh, dy- I think it's called Dynamic HUD, where there, like there's just literally nothing. So it was, like, literally yeah. this... What I kind of felt with Elden Ring, where it was just, like... I was just, like, my curiosity guide me, right? Um, I think that really helped it feel less of a, you know, traditional Ubisoft game because it would, it would, it's the best case of just like seeing something on the horizon, no pun intended, and just like being like, Ooh, what's that? And then just going over there and, and it it became less of like, okay, I'm literally just following waypoints on my map. Um, I'm just letting my curiosity take me from place to place. Um, so that really helped with horizon for me, but yeah, I, I still totally understand everyone's sort of uh gripes with with that open world yeah also i'm very scared at this very point in time because <laughs> i know the bloater's coming i know yeah. it's coming and um, i hate and i hate that i know it's coming <laughs> oh this sucks so bad um uh this this scene and if you play the last of us you know what scene i'm talking about yeah for sure oh this is spooky and i don't like it um so yeah, I mean that's that's it for the topics that I had. But you also wanted to to talk about uh, Activision, right? I mean, we could talk about it very very shortly, just to just to get it out of the way. Um, I guess let's address the rumors and the speculation for just a sec. Okay. No, everyone. <laughs> uh, Sony Sony doesn't doesn't own the UK government. Uh, Sony are people saying that? These, yep. The the CDMA their the regulatory body, uh, Sony isn't 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 paying them off to to make this, you know. So, so to that to that point, no. to that point, really quickly, um, yeah. it's it's funny that you say that because I was watching um Jeff Grubbs um he's on Giant Bomb so he does like a morning show yeah. like every every week or every day for the week, and I was like. Jeff, like, why would you even put this out there? He was like, you know, uh, these CMAs in in the UK, Jim Ryan is in the UK, right? So maybe he has some power or leeway over there. I'm like, and and he he obviously he made it clear like this is just speculation. I don't know anything, but you know, I'm 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 just I'm just saying this. I'm like, why would you even put that out there? Like, you are you're planting seeds yeah. in people's minds that don't need to be there. Like like. Why would you say something like that unless you were 100% like definitively sure that that is a thing that is happening? Otherwise, why say it, you know? Yeah, cuz it's it's not like <laughs> you yeah. know, it, it it so clearly isn't the case. Right. Um just because, you know, someone lives there doesn't doesn't mean anything. I it, it maybe that's just him speculating for speculation's sake, but 
No, for me, I I, I view. You know, I, I view this whole situation... God, they, they gave me a shiv. Oh, God, they gave me shotgun ammo. <laughs> oh, this is happening. Um, I, I view the whole the whole situation as this is what just happens, and we in the gaming industry are so new to these things happening that we don't... We, we really don't know our ass from, from our elbow with things like this, yeah. and it really does show. So, like, the one person actually... <laughs> Like, like seeing Tom Warren go, this is like Sony wrote this themselves or whatever. I'm like, Tom, first off, you're letting your bias show. Yeah. But secondly, um, you know, and I get it. It's the beat that you cover and you're going to have like some intricate connection to it. But like to say that Sony wrote this for this, for, for the, or to, to put assumptions out there that that's what happened. No, it's probably, Hey, Sony. Yeah. You know, when, when they wrote that thing for, for the Brazilian uh, government, government that was probably a copyright that was probably another brazilian law firm translating the british or or, or, sorry or the overall arcing uh argument that sony has in general worldwide going from brazil to the u.s to canada uh, or or in, in the uk so it's like no that just probably means that yeah they have a a few things to kind of nail out here uh and and to get in writing if i am sony uh, and i'm and i'm saying this with my chest right now why wouldn't you do this yeah why yeah. wouldn't why wouldn't you try to 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 put some doubt in these regulators because this is your sole chance your sole opportunity if you have just a percent chance that you can you know you can make this a dud why wouldn't you take that chance yeah. And at the same exact time, what I feel like is the real, um, you know, the 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 real thing here is Sony wants in writing what's going to happen to Call of Duty, what's going to happen to Diablo, what's going to happen to all the 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 high end IP that they care for. Yeah. Like they just want it in writing because they are scared. Call of Duty means a lot to people. Yeah. And they know if Microsoft has it, that hurts them. But Microsoft also knows if they take it away, it hurts them too. So PlayStation really wants to make Microsoft look like the bad guy if and when that day happens. But Microsoft's goal, when they say several years, is they want the market share to be on PC and Xbox before they take it away from PlayStation people. Yeah. So, again, no, PlayStation isn't paying anybody off. They're given their argument that, hey, we're different than any other publisher out there because we are direct competition with Microsoft, and we're telling you that if they take this thing away from us, the competition is going to rapidly change. Yeah. Rapidly change. So, like, as a consumer, I don't care because I'm going to play Call of Duty where I'm going to play it, and Overwatch likewise. But, like... In a business aspect, you'd have to be silly to say, yeah, no, they they wouldn't try something. And at the same exact time, they're not. <laughs> Sony doesn't have the legal power, let's say, of an Apple, of a Microsoft, of an Amazon, the Jeff Bezoses of the world. Right. They don't have that type of leverage. But I bet they do, but not to those extent. So. Seeing how Microsoft is moving and navigating, I bet this is exactly what PlayStation wants. Mm, yeah. 
you know, and this is exactly what Xbox expected as well, because you saw that announcement that that those words from from Phil Spencer ring true yeah. again. So it's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be really interesting. And like, I feel like this is like. <laughs> Like this is what the CMA is supposed to do, man. They're supposed to ask yeah. these questions. They're they're doing their job, man. That's literally it. Anyone who thinks that this is something that is deeper than that, I think is. There's is, like a deep state conspiracy, right? Sorry, but it's not. It's not that serious. You're you're lying to yourself, man. They're just doing yeah. their job. I mean, it's good that they're asking these questions. You don't want if Apple was doing this, you wouldn't want them to just be scot free with no repercussions or or anything like that. Get away with something like this, right? Like. Right. You want and and Phil even Phil Spencer said it too in his Bloomberg uh, interview a while back where he said like, um, yeah, we welcome these questions. Like they are they're hard questions, but they need to be asked, right? Um, so they're, yeah. they're trying to be as nice about it as humanly possible. Because oh. if they're just like, no, this is outrageous. This is, what, what is this? It's like that is that's not a good look for you. Yeah, absolutely, so. absolutely. Which I also think I don't know if you read his statement, but it was very very funny of him to be like um uh, I, I forget the exact wording but he called out like 10 cent and sony in that uh yeah. statement that he put out um he was like hey like look at uh, our our main co- uh, competitors uh sony and 10 cent right like look at them yeah. basically so i thought it was very interesting that he he you know called them out specifically right because um, again, they're they're probably the ones asking all these questions, but it's also like, in, in a sense of like, look at these foreign companies, guys. Yeah. Look at this. Look at this. And it's not to me- like, in in and and there's not like a deeper meaning. I'm not saying Phil is like a racist or anything, but that's very much the argument of like, look at these foreign companies trying to dictate what we're trying to do. Yeah. Um, and so trying to lump Sony in with Tencent, very smart strategy. I, I would I would do the same exact thing and oh god here's here's the part with the bloater oh I hate this so much oh this is the worst uh, talk me through it talk talk me through the end here <laughs> oh don't oh, be scared god. of the bloater man he's not gonna he's not gonna Dude. hurt you <laughs> oh, fuck this oh my god this is the worst yeah and and also like I don't know if you've noticed this because I definitely have but like. People, you see, you see the the classic, you know, Twitter pundits out there who who say, well, Absolutely. well, well, Sony, you know, uh, they're doing this with uh, Final Fantasy or or Spider Man. Yeah. I'm like, how are you guys equating a single game with an entire publisher that is being taken off yeah. the board? Two publishers that are being taken off the board. Like, I don't understand how. And people... that's also Sony's argument as well. So like, yeah, w- w- the interesting thing is this: like, Sony's like. Yeah, Phil Spencer is going to tell you everything you want to hear, yeah. but here's the hard facts. You know, like this, right. this, this, and this are going to happen. Oh, God. I got to turn on the generator. <laughs> oh, I fucking hate this so much, dude. You don't know. <laughs> <laughs> this is the worst. <laughs> this is the part I dread. Oh, my God. This part scares the shit out of me. I need to, like, psych myself up for this, man. This is going to be <laughs> wild. Oh God! How fast do I run? You know, that's finally. <laughs> but yeah, I mean that's 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 been my biggest sort of just like like head scratcher of like people really equating the two. I just I just don't know how you can do that, man. Because again, like there is an argument. Like they're just, like they're simply saying, listen, PlayStation does things similar. 
And, and PlayStation's argument is we don't do things exact like the way you're doing it. Yeah. And you say, oh, we're here to bring more games to more people. That's fine and dandy. But, but you're taking it away from our ecosystems. They're like, where's Starfield on PlayStation? Not here. Yeah. Where's Redfall on PlayStation? Not here. Those games were developed for PlayStation. Yeah. Oh, God. Okay, I need to pause this. This, this, this <laughs> is fucking me up. This is fucking me up right now. So, like, like those games were developed on PlayStation. Those, that development stopped for a reason. I wonder as to why. Yeah. You know? So, to me, that's... Th- that really is the point I think a lot of people are, are kind of missing. But it's it's not to say that without Activision, PlayStation's dead, or without Bethesda, PlayStation's dead. It just means PlayStation has to adapt. Exactly. And I think that's the most important thing. And and what's funny is that I think the live service games are coming literally at the right time, man. Like, because yeah. if even one of those things hit like Sony would like it to hit, then obviously it's not going to be you know a one-to-one replacement for Call of Duty, but surely it could help, right? Yeah. Yeah. So yep, yep. this this is fucking awful, by the way. <laughs> so yeah, oh, those games are definitely coming at the right time for sure. Um, yeah, definitely right time. Okay, all right, I'm gonna just pause. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna yell. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's an interesting um, discussion, regardless. Um, I'm curious to see. I I do wonder if, and I I I. I would think that this is probably the best case scenario for for Sony because I I do overall think that this is going to go through, but I think the best case scenario for them is that there is some sort of concession being made. Like okay, like we will let you have you know or the the CMA and the FCC they 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 say we will let you have Call of Duty and King or whatever, but you're not allowed to have like Diablo or something like that. Um, well, their their argument is just like. We need an exact time frame of when Call of Duty goes away. That that and we need to make sure that there are stipulations because it, it is true. Th- this is huge. This is something we've never seen before. Right. So they're just like they're trying to put as much doubt to make sure that Activision and the most popular games that they make are still on PlayStation. Yeah. And this is them trying to find a way to make it work because again without call of duty it is they have a great argument here playstation has a great argument it has incredible sway how do we know because we did it yeah (laughs) but we didn't do it to this degree because this is craziness and and even and even you know if call of duty still stays on playstation just the the fact alone that it would be on game pass day one is still an appealing enough sort of uh oh, absolutely. wrinkle to the equation that could still sway people to one side uh oh yeah i mean it would sway me We're like no doubt like if if call of duty alone was on game pass i'd be playing call of duty on game pass yeah i would not be playing it on playstation yeah. you know uh diablo eh, maybe but like no, no, I would be playing it on PC. Like, so it, it it would it would sway me. Yeah. So they are right. They're like, no, this move is huge, and it could upset the balance of things. And Play, PlayStation's arguing the the balance of things because they are number one. And Microsoft's like, nah, they'll always be number one. Don't don't look into this. <laughs> you know, that yeah. that's their argument. That's that's their argument. And now they're going to take a look at subscriptions and all that jazz. So like they're going to be looking into a lot of what PlayStation and the whole industry is kind of, kind of going, um, and seeing 
if this thing does give them a, a quote-unquote unfair advantage. But Xbox has to be as responsive and kind. Like, that's why you're seeing the tone out of... Out of uh, out of Phil uh, yeah. be so like we never done this before and we are just so listen thank you for asking all these questions because like we've never done this you know yeah. this, this is really big for us and it's like now Phil you're saying that because like if you're very if you're fighting with them that's not the way you want to be yeah. right it's like when the cop pulls you over it's like nope my hands are on this wheel officer <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm actually I'm 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 thankful you, you found that tale like you know like that that type of shit so right right yeah no of course you're gonna be and you're gonna be nice and I think that's probably Sony's best uh argument is because I, I think it's it gets a little tough for them to argue console space that you know that Microsoft would have a big advantage console wise because you know this this acquisition would still put them in i think like third place behind sony and then tencent is number one in terms of like the money that they're making in the market um but i think subscription wise i think sony has a bigger case that like hey that this would really sort of uh allow microsoft to corner that market specifically the subscription market because they already control i think like brazil said like 60 percent of the uh, subscription market is game pass um so if this deal was to go through like that that really just puts a stranglehold on that market uh for them so i think that's probably sony's best you know way to argue honestly yeah again it's gonna be a very interesting few more months of this and let's be honest closer to a year um it's gonna be very interesting for sure yeah and and last thing i'll say about this is that like i i'm first of all i'm i'm i don't like consolidation in in general but to see people like wanting more because you see people now during that bloomberg uh interview they for whatever reason they said uh xbox the home of uh minecraft halo and and sonic or sega or something like that right yeah so people immediately were like oh are they going to acquire sega too and seeing people champion that i'm like it's very strange right like almost like it's they, very strange what we're seeing. Almost like they they value acquisitions more than you know actual games being released. But that's a different conversation. But so yeah. it's very strange. But very strange. I think it, I think it is bonkers how we're championing corporations again. This is something I keep echoing. They are amoral. They have none. Yeah. They don't care what's right or wrong. They care about what's making money for them. And there are good people that work there, but these companies have a sole responsibility to their shareholders, not their customers, not their employees, their shareholders, to make as much money as possible. It's not about being... It's about making a lot of money. Like, like I'm so I'm sorry to break to you, uh, Sony Soldier 24. Like Jim Ryan yeah. doesn't know your name, right? No, Jim Ryan doesn't know who I am. Right? He doesn't care if I live or die. Exactly. He, he, same, he has same. no idea. He cares a lot about his his cats. All right, listen. Let me get let me get scared shitless right now. I'm gonna go fight these fucking tickets. Same Let's thing. Go. Same thing with the the people back in 2016 or 2017 who had like the Scorpio symbols in their Twitter uh usernames or whatever like phil spencer doesn't know who you are <laughs> like come on no oh um, yeah but um yeah that's uh that's it for for that man gonna be very interesting as you said uh rest of the year to see um if this gets any more real traction uh or if the cma and ftc continue to kind of 
um, you know, kind of make Microsoft's life a little bit rougher on, on this. I'm very curious to see what happens. Because as you said, this is something we've never seen before. So, yeah. Yep. I'm beating the shit out of this guy. Ah, fuck you, dude. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm also very terrified right now. <laughs> um, <sighs> but uh, yeah, man, that's going to do it for uh, the podcast. Unless you had anything else you wanted to, to bring up before we go? No, man, that's that's all I got. I'm, I'm scared out of my mind. Because <laughs> um, I know what comes next, you know? <laughs> right, right. So uh, yeah, man, fuck that's going to do scary. it for, for the podcast. want to thank everyone for, for tuning in. Uh, we greatly appreciate it. We'll be back next week with uh, uh, the everyone back, I believe. So that'll be very exciting. Macho can talk about his his wedding and everything that happened there as well. Um, but yeah, before we get out of here, we're gonna get started with these outros. Uh, Mr. Babbitt, thank you for for yeah. coming through, man. Really appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I appreciate being here. I'm scared shitless. <laughs> you sound so so um, scared. Like you're going you're going oh, through it right God, now. Oh God, man. Oh, fuck, it's just... Okay, all right. I'm a big, brave dog. I'm a big, brave dog. Come on, now, now let's run. Now let's just fucking run. No, I'm going to have to fight him. Let's go, let's fight. Let's have a... Let's let's have a wrestle. Come on. Can You, you can think you, I'm scared of you, bro? Can you, I'm fucking uh, petrified. Can you tell the people what, where they can find um, you, at least? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can find me in Vogue on various locations. Open the fucking door, Joel. Open. <laughs> God damn it. Joel's not opening the door for Jack shit. Oh, no. <laughs> One sec. Oh, God. Here's a bloater. This is this is fun. I'm having a blast. Oh, man. God. I, I burned alive. I got so scared I burned alive. Okay. Jesus. Hi, everybody. <laughs> you can find me over at Mr. Badman on Twitter. You can find the show PS Trophy Room on Twitter. You can find the show The Trophy Room, my PlayStation podcast, on wherever you have your podcast, whether that's Spotify, whether that's Apple Podcasts, whether that's YouTube, you can find us there. I appreciate all the five-star reviews, though. That would be fantastic. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to go find a bloater again because I'm scared. <laughs> God damn it. God, why is it always just... Here's the thing. Why does it have to be so loud? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Why does it have to be so loud? That's all I ask. Why does it have to be so loud? Yeah. Oh, God. It's just a lot of ruckus. I'm just I'm just imagining okay, I, I you... I killed one. He's done. I'm just imagining you going through your outro just, like, drenched in sweat, like, huffing and puffing, too. Oh, I'm drenched in something. It's probably piss, you know? <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, man. So, uh, yeah, as for me... um. Not too much going on this week. Probably still continuing uh, Destroy All Humans 2. Also uh, planning to get into Last of Us Part 1 as well. Really excited to jump into it. I mean, uh, Mr. Badbit gave me the perfect sort of sales pitch for, for that game. Just just listening to him struggle <laughs> this entire podcast uh, has been great. Yeah. Come here, bloater, you dumb bitch. <laughs> oh, God, nope. <laughs> nope, got too close. Yep, he is literally ripping my face off. Um, but... How, by the way, how are the death animations? Are they, like, more gruesome? Oh, they've been gruesome. <laughs> <laughs> they've been, you don't have to worry about that. That's still alive and well. Fantastic. All right, I'm going to go beat the shit out of this guy with a brick. What's that, guys? I'm, I'm figuring this out. Everybody, yeah. you have a great day. Yeah, yeah you fantastic. Have, you have a fantastic evening. <laughs> my brick. There you go. Fantastic. Uh, yeah, so that has been uh, DualShock and Sense episode 74. We'll catch you guys again next week, next Saturday, same time as usual, 10.30. Roughly 10.30. You know, you know how we are. <laughs> so roughly. Um, but yeah, we will catch you guys then. Until then, peace out.